Hi, this is Marco. This is Paolo from Hour of Penance. You are listening to the Phantasm Podcast. And you are listening to Phantasm, the podcast that sells horror movies and metal together with your host, Corey Gorchrist and Dr. Vincent West. Get your movie collection ready and follow along as they review the latest restoration of cult classic horror films and interview the sickest bands in metal. Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Sell the metal! Broadcasting from an abandoned morgue in an undisclosed location, and blood streaming everywhere, this is Bad Catholic. And now you're despicable hosts. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I'm Corey Gorefrey. With me as always, Doctor in Crime. Doctor Vincent West. What's up, man? What's going on, everybody? It's good to see you out. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. I'm getting really tired of people telling me, like, man, you know, you look like Rob Zombie. I don't get that. All I fucking heard. I've heard it for two days straight now. I don't um, understand that. But that's it's like, that's man, a you shame. know, you remind me of. Well, it's like who? Like Rob Zombie. I used it's to get like, told I looked like uh, Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Which you can imagine chapped my ass. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 got an amazing couple of guests here. We got Piello and uh, Marco of Our Penance. Fucking love those guys. Uh, Doctor did a really good interview with them. Really long one. Really just good shit and it's a lot of fun uh, the movie we got for you one we've been wanting to do for a long time we've been sitting on for a really long time but this is uh, I think it's most appropriate I think the doctor really nailed this one as he always does but uh, doctor the film we got from the vault uh, Prana 2 the spawning if you know it is that or what did they say it was in the trailer flying killers sleek fierce genes from different species to create the ultimate killer organism. It lives in the depths of the sea, but it can strike anywhere. Something so, yeah, it's pretty flying. awesome. So it's yeah. 
Now, I, will, I want to tell you something just right off the bat about this. A, it's beautiful. It the is. DVD the of this really looked like dog shit, and it was full frame. Yeah. Ooh. So this Scream Factory Blu-ray, which it's been out for, I guess it's been out for a little over, probably going on two years, but it's... Yeah. it's uh, well, this looks ridiculous right now. Actually, no, I think it came out last year, so yeah. it's not that old. <clears throat> this is uh, James Cameron's film debut uh, from the sequel. Directorial debut, yeah. Yeah, directorial debut. Um, but this print's beautiful. I'm sorry. I've never no, watched this. Is, this is good. Yeah. I just opened this. Yeah. No, just this, now. This is great. Like, I've never seen this. So. It's from the Vault I mean, I've kids. seen the movie. I've just yeah. never seen this print. So. From the Vault Kids. A lot of times, Dr. Tradeup opens the shit. So, for you guys to follow along at home, if you guys have this, or you can stream it, or rip it, however you guys do it. But we encourage you to uh, let us be your vocal... Commentary. It seems like something you should watch with Ross, doesn't it? It just seems like something he probably. Hates. Oh, he would love it. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hate it. You know, I love uh, this movie. No, I saw it at the theater. It's I, good shit. I I saw this on. One I of prefer those, this over the original. A lot of people don't like that. Whenever I saw this, it was on one of those weird DVD compilations, like you know, where they have like ten movies on it. Really? And it was on there. Yeah, it was on one of them. <coughs> Whoa! Right away, kids. We got about two minutes thirty nine seconds. We got some straight up tits and ass. Uh, been a while since that Mr. Skinless, but here we go. Good God. Just, I mean, I didn't remember they're, that. They're straight up getting the fucking goddamn deep sea ride here. He's about to get his fucking little fucking red barnacle in her mouth. <laughs> oh, shit. It's getting a little kinky here. We got the fucking Bowie knife. This is already just massive. She's getting up. fucking Rambo on this dude's fucking bag. I mean, she was just... I mean, two minutes in, she's fucking riding his fucking red barnacle. It's nasty. Wow. A little deep sea fucking, we're all into it. It's fantastic. We got some tit rubbing. Mm. Here's what's amazing is they approached uh, Cameron to talk about this movie, and he absolutely refused to. I don't know why. But I have uh, never understood why directors are ashamed of you stuff. You start that out done. with horror stuff, and then he's just been doing all sorts. Oh wow! Oh shit! And here comes the gore and the piranhas, folks. And you get fucking and goddamn floaty ass little nipples, and uh, this is nice. Wow! Instant gore. I'm already. I'm already fucking... This is amazing. I guess. <laughs> uh, welcome to Phantasm, folks. And uh, thank you to our penance for doing the doing the interview. And we got the... Uh, it's our Farewell to Summer episode. Yeah. <clears throat> a video... It is. Well, this, I mean, it's... Yeah, look, this is the original <coughs> opening because it says Piranha 2 Flying Killers on it. And uh, it's a lot of uh, Italian My DVD stuff. did, too. Yeah, a lot of Italian stuff... Uh, Propped into this, so shout out again, our, our boys here. Uh, got a lot of Italian stuff going on in this film. It's amazing. But here's what's weird. Uh, just for, if you don't mind, just real quick, it really is. It's like a farewell to summer for mm-hmm. us. I think it's because it's getting cold and, yeah. and, and this Lance is Henriksen kind of like the, and Steve. We got Lance. Henriksen. This has got to be one of the first things he ever did. Yeah, maybe. Um, this is the sequel, of course, to the the film uh, Roger Corman, nineteen seventy eight, directed by Joe Dante. Um, who, who we fucking love, goddamn Burbs, um, Gremlins, uh, mm. The Howling. One of my favorite films of all time that Joe Dante did was fucking Small Soldiers. I love that movie. Dude, hold um, on, you're leaving out my favorite. Um, I mean, The Burbs is a shit, but this is this other one is, is literally my favorite thing he ever did. Looney Tunes back in action. No. <laughs> um, uh, Matinee? Yes. Yeah. And for you kids that I have did, never he seen... Did, he did the fucking Phantom, too. For you kids that have never seen Matinee, we may just watch Matinee one night. Just Matinee. you and me. You know what one um, I've been thinking of we should do? Um, 
Oh, that Giannetto De Rossi. I mean, this this film has got Italian written all over. Yeah, it. I think beautiful. this is a nice pairing. It's, it's perfect, and the doctor always fucking <laughs> does it right. Um, Umberto Sambuco. It's amazing. Just this movie's straight up Italian, and then it's got American actors and fucking James Cameron doing it. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I want to do popcorn soon. I have it. Yeah, I know. You got that fucking uh, never cracked it synapse <clears throat> fucking steelbook of it. Yeah, we can do that one. That's a good one. That, ha- oh, of course, has... Uh, Love that movie. What's-his-name's daddy is the main guy in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris McGlover's dad. Yeah. From Diamonds and Forever fame. We'll see what we got with... Uh... Which, if, you, if I've never mentioned this on this podcast, I'm a huge Bond fan. I'm, I'm sure I have over the years, but I love Diamonds Are Forever. That is my favorite Sean Connery Bond Oh, film. I know. I love that fucking movie. Uh, if you guys have never watched it, give it a spin. Let me know what you think of it. Excuse me. Um, directed by James Cameron. I love this intro too. Yeah, it's just blood and it's fucking awesome. But I'm telling you that the cool thing, if you guys pick up a copy of this Blu-ray, it looks really nice. You can tell this thing had a lot of print damage. But what I love about this more than anything is that it's finely widescreen. Yeah, and it looks. I have never look at seen that. That print's this beautiful. movie widescreen until I was until you know when I saw it theatrically. And either that. Um... <coughs> club Elysium. It's just a club of fucking debauchery, and they're just gonna get everyone's gonna. So get was this raided. was this shot out of the country? I believe wasn't it? What, what kind of specs we got on this movie? Um, I remember you telling me where they were. Cause you want you want Do you that wanna? that whole story thing? Um, one thing about Lance Henriksen that like, he did a couple really notable movies before this one. Uh, that being Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and he also did uh, Damien uh, Omen too. And then Foot. <clears throat> and The Visitor. And then he did this film. And then uh, years later he did The Terminator. And then of course he went on a fucking roll after that and did uh, fucking Savage Dawn. He did Aliens, Near Dark, Pumpkinhead. I mean, Pit in the Pendulum. Pit in the Pendulum. Uh, Shit, I've got that on Blu-ray. Alien 3, Delta Heat. The original with the Vincent Price and the Lance Henderson. Yeah. I actually like the Lance Henderson um, too. He, he was also... Uh, a cameo appearance in that Super Mario Brothers movie, which is all I love that movie. It needs to be on Blu-ray. Thank you. Um, and he you was, know who that is right there in the black tank top? And he was the fucking hard target as a meal. It's fucking nasty. Um, oh shit! That dude looks really familiar. Shit. Now you know who it's not, but who it looks like. I didn't see him long enough. It looks like Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's, it's it obviously kind of, not, but yeah. it looks like Bradley. That was my joke. Yeah. Right? Now that guy right there? You're, you're talking, looks, oh, you're talking about him. He looks like Bradley Cooper. Say this nerd dude right here. He looks like goddamn Todd Phillips. He's like, here you go. I'm going to go direct the Joker. That's what he looks like. That's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. No, but um, in 1982, let's see. The music was by a guy named uh, Stelvio Capriani, Italian composer. We'll play some of that music for you guys later if you didn't sit there like we did for 20 minutes with the menu screen. Was that the DS9 actor? Yeah, that's uh, Trisha O'Neill. Trisha O'Neill is an amazing actress. She's been in a ton of good stuff. Um, You're going to get a kick out of this, too. She's from fucking Shreveport, Louisiana, baby. Um, third largest city I like her New Orleans and Baton Rouge I do like her uh, she was in Titanic I can't remember who she played but I know she was in that film interesting um, she was in the pilot episode of Murder She Wrote she was in uh, 
third season of Airwolf. She was in the That's 18. where I know her from. Yeah. <coughs> she was uh Airwolf eighteen back to back, buddy. You've got my whole childhood. Right she was there. the owner of the Traveling Wild West Rodeo Show. I know exactly who she is. Yeah, that's her. Um, she was in two episodes of the A Team. She was uh, Doctor Maggie Mo Sullivan. Um, she was in Deep Space Nine as a uh, Kardashian. Uh, uh, what else? Miola in Babylon Five. She was in Jag. I mean, she's been in a lot of good stuff. So, uh, good shit. It's cool. She's like the main the main actress of Lance Henriksen in there, which I love. Um, so yeah, this, this is good shit. I'm already liking this movie. It starts out fucking raunchy as fuck. The <clears throat> it's got some specs on this as far as location is concerned. We'll get some. Uh, Trivia here for you guys. Let's see. Plot summer. Filming locations. So this movie is filmed. The interior scenes were filmed in <coughs> Rome, Italy. So this is straight up Italian shit. Uh, I'm, I'm blown away. that This is one of the best pairings the Doctor's done. Just nonchalantly just doing it. Uh, <clears throat> it's fucking awesome. The underwater scenes were, fan, were filmed in the Cayman Islands. Um... <coughs> The Club Elysium Hotel, which is where they're at currently, that is filmed in. Uh, that's the actually the Mallard's Beach Hyatt Hotel in Jamaica. So that's really, where, that's where this hotel is, and uh, so it's mostly filmed in Jamaica and the Cayman Islands. But the interiors are filmed in Rome, Italy. One of my favorite songs from 1982. Do you know this? I don't know what it is offhand, but I know it. I've heard it. I want his fucking shirt and he missed it. We'll get to it in my list, but this is something that I absolutely love. Let's get to the lead. I know her from a lot of stuff that way. Rainbow. Rainbow kids. Who wants a little Richie Blackmore for Halloween? Right. Alright, we're getting some trivia here. That's my lead. What's cool is this was probably playing when I went to see that that night. We were probably cruising this. Uncle's a huge Rainbow fan. Just a little uh, early thing here. This is from an interview with James Cameron. He said, uh, this movie gets better halfway through when seeing a drive-in with a six-pack of beer. 
James Cameron's recommendation, folks. So if you don't already have that, uh, of course you don't have to draw. You can have your there's Lance. Yeah, there's Lance Hendrickson. Oh, well, not him. Boating but... up. Yep, love him. I fucking love that dude. He's super nice when I met him. <clears throat> He's a cool, motherfucker. Been in so much shit. And um, they must be really tight because I want to. For the people out there, I know you know this. When did Terminator? He wanted well, to, well, to be in it because well, of this. Film. Well, we've got that, but I'll tell you something fun that I've never heard you mention. You may or may not know this. He was originally supposed to play the Terminator. Really? Yes. Huh. Originally, he was the Terminator. Michael Bean was still his character. Yeah, he's still Kyle And then Arnold, with the first Conan movies, well, specifically the first one, mm-hmm. blew the fuck up. Yeah. And when he blew up, they were like. They switched him. So there's you a fun trivia fact. And another fun fact for you kids out there. Uh, James Cameron was originally married to Catherine Bigelow. Mm-hmm. And Catherine Bigelow has done some fantastic movies that I absolutely love. One of which is the original Point Break. Yep. Uh, but she also did a little movie called Near Dark that Corey and I are very fond of. Lance Henry. And a lot of... Right, there's the tie of that. Well, you had a lot of the Aliens cast in that movie. And... Uh, 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 um Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. But you, but you also had the chick, that, the, 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 the Latino chick with the gun. She's in it, too. So, um, it's from Aliens. She was in Near Dark. Name's Janine something Goldsmith. <laughs> my, point, my point being is a lot of people think James Cameron directed Point Break and Near Dark. A lot of people think that... So it's Ca- like a rumor kind of thing. Well, Linda Hamilton is what broke up their marriage. Jeanette Goldstein, that's it. Velasquez. That's what broke up their Velasquez. marriage. I don't know if a lot of people don't know that, but Private Linda Velasquez. Hamilton, a lot of people probably do that, film people do, but yeah. Linda Hamilton broke up Catherine Bigelow and James Cameron. But anyway, but uh, there are a lot of people think that Catherine Bigelow was helping direct this. Like, they were mm-hmm. hanging out back then, because one of my favorite things, and actually I'll let you pull it up and guess it if you want, one of my favorite goddamn things Catherine Bigelow ever did just came out on Blu-ray this year. I'll check it out. Hang on. Let me look it up. Um, I'll look it up. We'll get to this. Well, I want to guess it. I want to see on the list. Oh, okay, why don't you guess it? But uh, a little trivia. We'll get that out of the way. Uh, so if you guys don't have a six-pack, obviously have your own home drive-in theater. Maybe you guys are going to work and you just want to maybe get into the groove and watch this movie later on your Halloween list, wherever you guys do. Um, which I'll get to that, too. I have a personal Halloween list I try to do for myself during the day before work and stuff. Uh, I do a 31 days thing on my own. Then we do this, too. I mean... It's just it's horror all year round for us, you know. But I like to have a list too of stuff that I try to get myself to watch every day. But um, yeah. So grab you guys a six pack on your way to work if you guys are listening to us that way. Whatever you do, um, James Cameron had come to Rome to see the film's post production. He had spent his entire advance salary on the plane ticket. With no money or food, he snatched leftovers and rolls from dinner trays in his hotel. Due to the exhaustion and malnutrition, he grew ill with fever and had a nightmare about a metallic torso emerging from the explosion and dragging itself over the floor with kitchen knives, which, that was what inspired Terminator. <clears throat> it came up with it through this film. <clears throat> if it wasn't for this, they wouldn't have made one of the greatest movies of T-800? all time. T-800? Yep. Yeah. One of the greatest movies of all time and also one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, top three, probably, for me. Um... <clears throat> So first, Terminator, well, real quick, I want to talk about Terminator for 30 seconds. Terminator, I saw the theater. It. Absolutely love it. And the, you want to hear the truth about that movie? If you really sit down and watch it, it's terrifying. 
It is. It's if a you real really, sci-fi If killer. you really sit and watch it, the whole th- as a, I want to tell you, this y'all like to hear stories of when I have my bowl cut. <laughs> bowl cut west. Like I remember, literally, I want to tell you guys a story. It was uh, we went to Washington D.C. on a class trip, <laughs> and Terminator was like brand new, right? Mm-hmm. Me, Peter. A guy named Frankie. We we I remember we all snuck out of our room and went and watched it in the theater. We got into a fucking theater. Kids got we 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 all paid to see something stupid like whatever some kids movie and we all snuck into Terminator. Yeah. So when we walked in, let me I know you've seen the movie a lot. I want to paint this picture for you. So here were all these safety patrol kids and we're watching Terminator and we snuck in like we didn't miss much of the movie, but we got we got into the movie right where um um Arnold's nude like walking and goes and kills yeah. Bill Paxton. Yeah. So we got there pretty quick. So we missed some of it. But I remember, I'm just being honest with you, I remember being, I, like, I couldn't sleep after I watched it. Yeah. The movie's very stressful. And I, as I've gotten older, I've seen it so many times, it still it still freaks me out. The ending is very morbid. The yeah. only part of that movie that I don't like... More Mr. Skinless here over at... A, good God. 18 minutes, 48 the only, seconds. That's Jesus. Ta- that's the, only, the only part of the, the movie that that's I didn't Euro like... So the only, God. There you go. The only part of the movie that I did not like was the whole... Fun on fun. We're making so love. Now you know what they're doing. They're making the song. song yeah. And we're both gonna die. It's fucking. You know, it's, I, it's just those are those those kind of. Things. I fast forward that every time it gets to that. It's just those are those things. You know, I've watched that movie with my mom a lot, and for that scene, I'll just be like, "Mom, I'm gonna make some uh, pizza rolls." And she'll be like, "Okay," and then it's just like, "Fun on We're making love. It's just it's that scene. It, it it doesn't fit in the movie. It, it would have been better if they just left it out. The only reason they had to is because I mean they didn't have to show it. They could have just been like we're making. They could have just alluded making, to it. Instead we're making of the, the savior whole, of the universe, but yeah. it's like this whole like sensual tit kiss. And it's just weird. Um, here's a big thing. But going back to Piranha Two here. Uh, although this is the first official directing credit for James Cameron, most of the work was actually performed by a video, uh, the, the, the film's producer. Uh, he had made a deal with a small label at Warner Brothers for a budget of $500,000 to produce the movie, provided that an American was credited as director. Which I didn't know that. That's crazy. So he didn't direct it? Technically, no. Uh, after considering Miller Drake as director, but finding him unsuitable, he gave the job to Cameron uh, for his work on Galaxy of Terror, which I love. Favorite Roger Corman movie of all time for me. Galaxy of Terror fucking rules. Uh also, a tidbit for you guys, uh, Robert England was in that film, and so was uh, Sid Haig. One of the only cool things that he told me during our interview that I could get out of him besides, yeah, 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 was Galaxy of Terror shit, which was really awesome. We talked quite a bit about that film. Um, you guys have never seen it. It's Roger Corman. It's gory as shit. It's about giant fucking insects, which... Uh, Doctor yeah, loves. I can't do that movie. And there's a there's a maggot rape scene. It's you can imagine, funny. I can't. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the doctor's wheelhouse, right there. You get fucking giant insects. Yeah, I still, I the only it. the only giant insect I actually like is Mothra. That's it. Right. Exactly. Like I want a Mothra like tramp stamp. That's how much I like Mothra. It's like, like yeah, Mothra's like I love cool. them all. Her. <clears throat> um, 
What he really wanted was a first-timer <coughs> who could easily step, uh, <clears throat> sidestep in order to take over as director, something he had already done on Beyond the Door, um, which I know he did that. That's crazy. And Madhouse, according... I have that on Blu-ray. A biography of James Cameron by Christopher Hurd and the future. If it's the same one, that's the Vincent Price thing. Mm -hmm. Cameron worked on the film special effects, rewrote the script for the futurist, and created storyboards, did location scouting, and actually filmed for four days. However, uh, I guess it's Asinitis. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, Uh, a video, whatever, uh, called most of the shots, continuously questioned Cameron's decisions, did not allow him to watch his own footage, and finally fired him on the fifth day of shooting, reportedly because Cameron's footage wouldn't cut together. Later, Cameron was able to convince um, a video to show him a rough cut of the film, which was horrible, but not because there was anything wrong with his footage. A video had simply manipulated the situation to rewrite half the movie, adding nudity that wasn't in the script originally. <clears throat> Cameron then broke. That girl is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we saw her fucking uh, rack there. It's pretty nice. Then broke into the editing room every night for weeks and cut his own version. Unfortunately, a video found out and recut it again. The most widely distributed version of the film that is available on DVD is a video's version, though Cameron's was later allowed to create a director's cut that saw a limited release in some markets. This is the Cameron version. Which I think version. it is. Well, no, because this is the one with all the nudity in it, so I don't think it is. They made it directed. Big, oh, well, I guess it is. This is, this like, is the camera cut. The camera cut of it because it's already got stuff I've never seen in it. Yeah, uh, the concept of the flying piranhas was an idea of Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, this is also one of the only two James Cameron films not to be scored by James Horner and our boy Brad Fidel. It's Brad, did right? The Terminator soundtrack. Yep. Uh, James Cameron reused the flying piranha effects in Aliens for the facehuggers. That's interesting. Um, in an interview, James Cameron jokingly said, I believe The Spawning was the finest flying piranha movie ever made. A <laughs> <laughs> um, video was set to produce a third entry in the Piranha series in the early 90s, but the proposed third entry was never materialized. Let's see what else. Um, James Cameron described his creative process as, what I'm good at is working with actors to create scenes and then editing their performances to get the absolute best vibrating version of that scene and then share that with the audience. It's an amazing process to go through. Sometimes you think it's not going to work when you get started, and then the characters come to life. Uh, according to Lance Henriksen, making this movie was the most trying time in his life, production-wise. He wanted only... Let's see. Avidio wanted to spend only $300,000 on the film, even though he had made a deal for 500000 which meant that they had to cut costs wherever they could. The original director was Miller Drake, who had started his career in Roger Corman movies. The disagreements over the script caused him to be fired. Production was a mess. He was replaced with James Cameron, um, who was a special effects supervisor for Roger Corman, having to make a number of flying piranha rubber models himself. Henriksen was told that they couldn't afford a uniform for his character, and that he should pay, he should play the role of his own in his own plain clothes. To which Henriksen objected, insisting that a harbor patrolman couldn't do his job without a uniform as if he's some plain-clothes undercover cop. The situation was resolved when Henderson noticed a sharp-dressed waiter the same size as him and asked him to sell his uniform for 75 bucks of his own money. God damn. <laughs> he also had to use whale-shaped pins as his police badge and uh, <clears throat> epaulets that showed his rank. 
Additionally, Hendrickson had to carve the wooden gun in his holster by himself. As Cameron wanted an explosive finale, he added to the script that Hendrickson's character jumps out of a helicopter to save his drowning family. The helicopter was a Jamaican police helicopter used to chase drug smugglers and was piloted by a professional pilot. However, at one point, a boat snuck under the chopper, almost hitting Hendrickson's legs, so the pilot had to raise the chopper quickly, and in the maneuver, Cameron accidentally dropped the shooting camera into the sea, which was never recovered. Both Cameron and Henriksen considered themselves lucky to still be alive after that. Additionally, during his scripted jump, Henriksen almost broke an arm, and his boots immediately started filling up with water as soon as he landed, so he almost drowned. To make matters worse, producer Avidio uh, didn't like the way that Cameron was shooting and fired him as well, taking over the directorial duties himself. However, when he presented his version to the film to Warner Brothers, they didn't like it and decided not to distribute the film. The movie was only released two years later by a smaller company that normally distributed pornographic films. <laughs> years later, a different distributor allowed Cameron to create his own cut. Henriksen thought that the fact that they accepted Cameron's version of the film was a clear sign that Cameron was an outlier with a big future in the movie business. They became good friends and worked on two films, of course being Terminator and Aliens. Drake and Cameron would later work together again on movies like Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Let's see, uh... James Cameron's name remained on the picture despite being fired, as the film was contractually obligated to have an American name cited as a director. Cameron considered suing the production to have his name removed, but he couldn't come up with the money for the lawsuit, as he was sleeping on his friend's couch at the time. I mean, Cameron's been through some fucking serious shit to even have this movie come out, so you can respect him. And well, people, think, are people, you have to remember, we're watching a movie from a guy that directed Titanic. Well, that's what I like for him to, and the hell he went through to do this movie and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I give all the guy, the guy, all the credit in the world. Like, think of what he was going through at this time doing this movie, and then he makes two of the highest grossing movies of all time. You know, like Titanic and fucking Avatar. So, like, that dude gets all the credit for me that he was able to make movies like that. Whenever he started out like this and almost fucking died on set and twice and. You know, Terminator and stuff like that. It's amazing. Um, <coughs> a few more tidbits here, and we'll move on to the to our Altering the Future. We'll get Chuck in here. One of a cycle of 1980s and mid-late 70s movies that got made after the box office success of Jaws. The films include that movie's three sequels, Jaws 2, Jaws 3D, and Jaws of Revenge, as well as Orca, Piranha, Tentacles, Killerfish, Barracuda, um... Tintorera, Killer Shark, Blood Beach, Piranha 2, The Spawning, which is this, Last Shark, Up from the Depths, Humanoids from the Deep, Screamers, Devilfish, and Mako, The Jaws of Death. So it was a pretty big theme around after Jaws came out. They started doing these you know, beach titty movies. While filming in Rome, Grand Cayman, and Jamaica, James Cameron had to struggle with a crew made up of Italians who didn't speak English. That was another thing. So he had a lot of crew he couldn't even really communicate with. Um, see, also known as Piranha 2 Flying Killers, originally were released in the UK, and as this was passed by the uh, British Board of Film Classification. So that was actually the British title of it, was uh, Flying Killers. Oh, okay. One of the locations James Cameron had found for the movie was a real, <coughs> was a real morgue, but when it was time to shoot there, the crew found three dead corpses there, one being a little girl and one which had been opened for autopsy. They tried to hide away the bodies the best they could, but actor Steve Marichuk decided to look take a look anyway. 
He was horrified at what he saw and had to leave the set for 30 minutes. When hearse drivers finally came to collect the bodies during a lunch break, one of them dropped the autopsied body, causing gallons of real blood to spill all over the floor, which Cameron had to clean himself before he allowed the cast to come back to the set. Jesus Christ. This movie's fucking brutal just by the filming in and of itself. Um, the piranhas in the sequel developed an additional skill which they did not have in Piranha. They could fly. Um, the original director was Miller Drake, Roger Corman's head of post-production who had been suggested for the job by... Um, Jeff Scheitman proposed to bring back Kevin McCarthy from Piranha, the first one from 78, but he completely mutilated uh, from the events of that film and created flying piranhas out of some sort of revenge. He met with a video to discuss the film, but after a tense meeting, he learned two days later that uh, video had him fired and replaced with James Cameron. As of 2017, this is the only fictional feature James Cameron had directed that doesn't have a title starting with the letters A or T. That's really weird. That's a weird little tidbit. Uh, His only other theatrical film with a similar distinction is Ghost of the Abyss, his little IMAX documentary he did. Um, Let's see. Director James Cameron arrived in Jamaica to join his crew in pre-production one week before shooting was supposed to start. He was dismayed to find out they had not yet secured a single shooting location or even finished a complete set. Cameron immediately grabbed the production cash wallet and the Polaroid camera and offered the first person that he saw with a car some money to drive him around the island. Cameron scouted the filming locations himself, paid for them in cash, and secured every deal through handwritten contracts. So, again, say what you will, James Cameron, for all the shit he went through for making this movie, is, is the shit. And, and all the stuff he did after this is just ridiculous. So, if you don't respect James Cameron or you think he's kind of quirky or weird, like, he's the shit. He went through a fucking literal hell to make this film and basically did it all himself through his own fucking money, even though it was supposed to be set up through this Italian dude that had $500,000. Cameron had to do most of the work on his own. There's We, we saw earlier Red Barnacle, and here's fucking green bag right here. Green package. <clears throat> There's fucking Lance it's amazing um let's see I was replaced after two and a half weeks by the Italian producer he fired me and took over which is what he wanted to do when he hired me it wasn't until much later that I even figured out what had happened it was like oh man I thought I was doing a good job but when I saw what they were cutting together it was horrible (coughs) then the producer wouldn't take my name off the picture because contractually they couldn't deliver it with an Italian name so they left me on. No matter what I did, I had no legal power to influence them from Pomona, California, where I was sleeping on a friend's couch. I didn't even know an attorney. In actual fact, I did some directing on the film, but I don't feel it was my first movie. That's from James Cameron. In 2019, the CBS Channel But Horror, it is his first movie. Right, technically. In 2019, the CBS Channel Horror from UK and Ireland showed a low-quality version of the film that appeared to use a 3 by 4 Academy ratio telecine cropped version that may have well been a digitized early 1980s version of the film. The telltale signs were the image appears soft so there's a dirt from the print that was obviously well used. Basically used for his own name is all that they wanted him for. Which is pretty sad but um even he considers it it's not really his actual directed movie because he wasn't even a part of this movie for two weeks but I think it's still James Cameron's film because he did a lot of shit, just like the location. He did all that shit on his own. I mean, he didn't have any of that money they promised him <clears> to do. 
the stuff with. Um, but yeah, now we'll we'll bring you to altering. Know the drill for all you veterans there here at Phantasm. I have a guest I want to announce tonight for everybody. You want to do that before we uh, get to Chuck here? If you don't care, let's do it. I'm gonna play this, and then I'm gonna. Um, I'm very excited about this. I've been working on this really hard. This is something you don't know about. I'm dropping a bomb on you. Oh, okay. While we're doing this, and I want to, I want to play a little bit of one of my favorite songs from this from this group. And this is not our normal format, but I, I'm absolutely thrilled to have them on. I'm happy to announce that we're going to be doing this in December, and I'm very excited to have them on. And I want to thank you again, sir, for your time, uh, Joey. So I'm going to play a little bit of this real quick because this is. This is a near and dear to my heart and We have Joey from Manowar coming on in December. <laughs> Joey's a bass player and founder of Manowar. He's also the manager of uh, Rhapsody of Fire, another Italian. Another band I love. Just fucking rad, dude. And they're huge in Europe, too. Um, what's another one I got here for you? <coughs> Where's my song at? Oh God, this song is so good. It's a fucking Auburn, New York, too. Oh yeah, there's some New York boys. Cayuga County, baby. That fucking armor on, it's rad. I don't know. Is this the one that I like? Yeah, it is. Man, I can't wait to dive into uh, 1982. Here's some of my favorite movies are from this day, you know, this, this year. So um, I went through hell to get this interview. Anyway, I'm very excited. Hope you're into it. It's something old school. No, it's badass. And of course, you know, we've done 82 a few times. There's some really great movies. Like, oh, actually, we've done it quite a few times. But anyway, it's one of the pretty cool. better uh, years for movies. Uh. And there's really good stuff that came out in 1982. Uh, but we gotta get we gotta get Chuck up and in to just get this fucking ready to go. So, Chuck, take it away. Whenever you're ready, boss. We've done quite a few movies on here. Ride like the wind. God, I've got that shit yeah. stuck in my. Let's if you ever listen to that shit, it's fucking rad. Oh, sorry. Where are you, Chuck? He's being a buns again. The last time I saw Man of War, the last U.S. tour that they did, which was like probably 12 years ago, I was pissed drunk at that. Yeah. And they played that. <laughs> I felt shit. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Where are you, Chuck? Hey, Chucky. Thank you. <clears throat> oh, 
thank you, Chuck, for not being a total buns. Um, I'm going to start off right off the bat here doing the films. There's a lot to do on 82. I know we've done it quite a bunch on here. But Sorry, I keep listening to the damn song. 1982 is a, a great year. Hang on, we gotta, we'll got we get to that. Oh, this isn't 82. I'm just still listening to it. Um... Oh, here, I gotta get on. You gotta get on board with this stuff. Well, hold on. Let me do one thing, please. I'm excited about this. We already it's got a... the Chuck. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about my Man of War shit. I know. We'll do that in a minute. Well, no, no, no. I'm not. It's not 1982. I just want to hear this one part of the song because I've got it stuck in my head. The Doctor does not want to alter the future. No, I'm altering the future. I just want to. He's altering his future where he's got Man of War on. Break my balls. I love this shit. It's goddamn Conan shit. I know, it's awesome. I want to fucking murder people. Well, I'm, I'm getting to that. Okay, cool. Let's do it. For you, well, I was going to do a different movie first, but we'll do this one first, 1982, Conan the Barbarian. Oh, it's so good. One of the best movies ever made. Uh, I'm just going to run right through these uh, pretty hard. Dark Crystal, Rambo First Blood, Secret of Nim. The fucking Beastmaster, damn Don Coscarelli. It's so good. Uh, E.T. Extraterrestrial. I, I can't do that. I know it's weird. Uh, you just got this back the other day. Uh, Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Tron. Well, I, what I got was the director's cut. Yeah, I didn't have the that's the one I had. But yeah. Um, Tron. Oh, it's so good. You got a uh, Mega Force with fucking Barry Bostwick. I have that. There's no Blu-ray of it. I have the yeah. DVD. Uh, Rocky. <gasps> Rocky Three. So Mr. T. <coughs> you got Gandhi. That's the Ben Kingsley movie, I think. Um, fucking Death Wish Two. That's whenever uh, Charles Bronson's in uh, New York City goes from L.A. to New York. It's badass. Um, you have Diner. Diner has. Uh, I know that movie. Steve Gutenberg in it. I think uh, Daniel Stern's in Diner. It's a good movie. Um, let's see what else. You still haven't named my favorite movie from '82. That's not horror. It's not there yet. Nick, well, no, I don't uh, think you. Forty-eight hours with Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy. Fucking love that movie. That's good shit. Hold uh, on, let me make sure that it's uh, 1982. Toots- Tootsie was huge. Yeah, the Annie movie, uh, Grease two. Grease two. My favorite movie is not the thing either. No, I know. That. Uh, I'm just saying, it's just not. Grease two is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, yeah, I actually like that movie. I've got it on Blu-ray. It's kind of weird, but I Adrian's like it. I don't Mad know and Maxwell Caulfield. Um, about this movie, but I don't think you will get it. All right, I'm going to try. Um, it's comedy. Right. I think I can get it. Okay. Is it one that I know that you like? You should. I've mentioned this to you a bunch. I have it pulled up right here, too. Okay. Um, let's see. Got off track here. This is for our boys in Exhumed, uh, Silent Rage. <clears throat> That's oh, one we've done on here. That's you and Ross. You did some fucking Lone Star beer and, and had, a, had a blast. That movie's awful. Uh, Steve Martin, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. I have that on Blu-ray. I love that movie. Um, Last Unicorn. I actually like that movie. I know it's a chick movie, but I well, like it. Oh, it's cool. I like it. Um, <coughs> let's see. My favorite year. It's a Peter O'Toole movie. Is that that's not it? Uh, got the toy, Richard Pryor. I love that fucking movie. movie. 
That's Air, not it. Airplane Tool, the sequel. It, can I tell you something about that? I want to just stop right there for a second. I tried to watch Airplane and Airplane 2, and I have nothing against them, right? Like, I'll watch mm-hmm. them right now. I don't think they're funny, though. They're just good movies. But they're not funny to me. They're David Zucker movies. I mean, they're complete. It's just, just not funny. Weird movies. Like, Basketball, he did that, but that's actually funny. And he did uh, Naked Guns. Yeah, and I, those are funny. Those are funny. But. Airplane's just different. Um, the Best Little Whorehouse in Texas? I love that movie, but no. It's Burt Reynolds? Not, that's not it, though. Dolly I do Parton. own that, though. I have it on Blu-ray. Dolly Parton. It's good shit. Um, I like that I have that in comedy. That's fucking great. You know, so <laughs> my favorite comedy from 82, one of my favorite movies ever. I mean, this is my favorite movie from 1982. Fast Times at Regiment High? No. <clears throat> wow. Okay. That's one of my favorite movies from 1982. I don't think you're going to find this, but you're welcome. I will hand this to you, and you can tell everybody about it. Um, let me see it. I'm obsessed with it. Should be a weird one. That's 1982? Look. Huh. I have that movie. I fucking love it. Night Shift. Great movie to watch this time of year, too. Near Halloween, I watch it every year. Fucking Michael Keaton. It's Besides Batman, it's my favorite Michael Keaton movie. Um, and Fonzie. I fucking love it. Yeah, Henry Winkler. It's in it. so cool. I love that. And movie. what else is it? What What else do you do? You not Ron Howard directed. First thing he ever did. It's amazing. Yeah, I have it on DVD. And if you, I will tell you guys right now, it is That's the my, best. Besides Batman, favorite Michael Keaton thing <clears throat> he ever did. It's nice. so good. It's hilarious. It, well, what well, was so funny because you, I was, I was like, I know we've talked about that before, yeah. but I didn't know if you. I didn't know it was eighty two. I'm obsessed did. with it. I thought it was like there's 82. no Blu-ray of it. Nope. Warner Archive's supposed to be putting. That's one why out, I have the DVD. I bought the DVD just so like I if you Warner Archive. If you're a nerd like me, they have a thing on their page, not on Facebook, like on their website, and it says coming soon but you know it has like a to be determined on it like yeah. you know to be announced to be TBA yeah. to be announced and it's one of the titles so they're eventually going to put it out but yeah, you'll be all over that shit <coughs> we'll get into some of the horror stuff now I know you guys actually hold on that. a second I've got something for you real quick actually before we get into the horror I have to say one movie it's one of my favorite movies of all time and it's definitely one of the best 1982 movies if not Besides Fast Times, this is probably my favorite movie from 1982. It's fucking Blade Runner. It's nasty. Oh, isn't it great? Oh, it's amazing. <clears throat> Here you go. This is for you, just real quick. Prove you I'm obsessed with that movie. <laughs> I do. I love that movie. It's my favorite Michael Keaton Besides Batman. I actually like that better than him as Batman. I think that movie is just the shit. They're running hookers out of a morgue. Mm-hmm. A fucking car in it. It's just good movie. I love it. And most people have never seen it. They're like, I'm watching Night Shift. But I'm watching Night Shift. It's like it's fucking Ron Howard and goddamn Michael Keaton. It's awesome. Do you remember this one? Yeah. There was a flying car. Saw it at the theater with my mom, and I've loved it ever since. It's I thought so that good. movie was the shit. It's classic. Oh, Shelley Long is in it too. Yeah, She's hot as fuck. She is hot in that movie. Anyway. Um. 82 horror movies. A lot of them we've done. We've done Creep Show. Uh, thank you, Peter from Vader. Uh, Friday the 13th Part 3. I don't think we've actually done Part 3. We've done most of the Jason films. We can do it. And we'll, we'll do Part 3 eventually. Uh, Cat People. Another Love one, that. We another can do that one, Another one we've done. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Highly underrated. Thank you, Sean Clark. Uh, Amityville 2, The Possession. One Love of it. best episodes we ever did. That's all I'm going to say about that episode. <coughs> um... Basket case. Thank you, Doctor, for buying me that. I fucking love it. I actually haven't opened it, but I have that from when you got it for me for Christmas. 
The Thing, John Carpenter, highly overrated, but the effects-wise, one of the best things ever done. Just by Rob Boutine. Look, look, it was amazing. Kurt and fucking and Kurt McCready and Keith David. They're they're great, great in it, and and, and the movie's and, great. I've just, the whole cast is good. It's just overrated. Well, let me show you something. Overrated. I don't think I've ever showed you this. It's overrated. Speaking of 1982, but it's great. The thing you can't deny all the shit from it. That's good, but it's just for Carpenter stuff. There's so many other movies that are better than that film that he's done. Yeah, it's beautiful. You got the fucking straight up blue poster shirt. I love it. But but it's, it's just one overrated. Of those, it, well, it is, and it's not the best. And thing look, ever it's did. not overrated for horror. It's overrated for John Carpenter films. No, it's overrated for hipsters that have ruined it. Right, but it's mainly because they're like favorite John Carpenter. Oh, the thing. There's so much. Well, we won't get into that. Thank you, uh, Jeremy Wagner of Broken Hope, for that one. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Poltergeist. Did we do the thing? Yeah, for Jeremy. Long oh time. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, right when that blew up. Uh, that interview was good. You ought to check that out if you yeah, guys know it's good. It's really uh, Jeremy Wagner. They did mutilated and assimilated, which is based on the thing. <coughs> so, so we, we had to give it. We to gave him yeah. the thing. He's so obsessed with it, and he's met John Carpenter. He gets what he wants. He's you know we love you, Jeremy. Thank you. You know, Matt, that album is still on my playlist every year. It's nasty. Um, this Pol- movie's rad. It is rad. This straight up fucking nasty gore and fucking Italian titties. I love it. That, that's that's the Gore Christ thing. I need Italian, naked Italian women. And Who's he dressed like in this? And Lance Henriksen. Uh, Richard Dreyfus from Jaws. Good God. We, we for not being related, we're just... Dude, I'm telling you. Well, really, he's he's more... I, he's kind of dressed like Brody. A little bit, yeah. More like Chief Brody. Yeah. The, was what I was thinking. But Still, yeah, it's same, up, same... Straight up Jaws shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, Poltergeist. Another one we did, Slumber Party Massacre. Thank you. I'll say thank you to Paul Ryan every day I, I'm alive. He's just a great fucking dude. He is a dude. great person. Friend, friend of the doctors, primarily, but I love him. Every no, time he's I a see great dude, man. Friend of the podcast. Uh, Slumber Party Massacre is the first thing we did with him, so that was great. <coughs> Check out that episode. God, did you see one. that fucking still book with the figure that oh, I put on the face? Yeah, yeah, it's fucking cool. driller killer. Uh, the Beast Within. Uh, Q, which was Michael Moriarty film. That's a weird one. Like some dragon thing. I love that movie. Uh, Wes Craven's Swamp Thing. I've got it on thing. Blu-ray. I love Wes Craven's Swamp Thing. It's fucking Ray Q Wise. Q the Serpent, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray Wise, Adrian Barbeau. Shout out to Adrian Barbeau. Thank you as well for yeah, being a beautiful a human movie. being to us. And it's an underrated Wes Craven Oh, yeah, movie. it is. It is. Uh, Tanae Bray. Which love I love. It. We need to do that. That is my here. favorite Really, Argento? Argento movie. It's really good. It's my favorite. It Straight always up, has like, been. Knife slasher. I it's love my it. favorite. It's just I've got the still book. Yeah, I thought you had that. I do. I have the still book. Oh yeah, it's oh it's, yeah, it's I good. I got that, and I have. What to watch yours? Because mine. I've never opened any of my. I remember you telling me. I've never that. opened any of my Argento still um, books. I want to say this one. This one's a special one too. The last horror film. That's Joe Spinell, which I love. Goddamn maniac. Oh yeah, yeah. He's nasty. So the last horror film. Thank you, sir. Another one we've done. This is actually from the second episode we ever did. Was 1982. Very sentimental to us. Uh, Pieces. Which is one of my favorite Italian horror films. It is one of the first. We did it here, too. We did. Downstairs. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. Did it the first times we were ever here. It's kind of crazy, right? It comes full circle. Mm-hmm. Pieces. Love it. The episode is called... Uh, That's beautiful seeing that in person. I might choke on myself. <clears throat> I just got rid of mine so I can buy this. The fact that it has the TV version. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at the physical copy for the first time. And guys, if you're 
a collector like we are and, and, and getting to share this stuff with each other all the time because he'll always be like, look what I bought today or I'll tell him, look what I bought. Usually Doctor already has everything, but um, I'm looking at the Arrow Steelbook of Weird Science and it's just absolutely beautiful. And I love this movie. I watch this. This is always on my Halloween playlist, but I watch it throughout the year. We need to do it for the podcast. This is more of a... Of Would a, you be cool with doing that? Absolutely. Us? This, for me, I watch Weird Science. Here's here's the one. I'll, I'll switch out this for Frankenhooker, and I kind of watch them both throughout the year. Frankenhooker's great. This Frankenhooker is <coughs> very influenced by this film, I think. But the difference is, like, Frankenhooker's like New York. This one's like a fucking California film, but... Weird Chicago. Science. It's Chicago, right? John Hughes, of yep. course. Um... I always I like watching Weird Science during the summer more or less, but it's it's an all year round movie because I love it so much. But I don't really try to put this in my Halloween queue because I watch it multiple times a year. Like it's just neither of us are really Chicago sports fans. However, yeah. I will give Go Bill Rangers. Murray, Dan Aykroyd, John Hughes. You all get a and and the late great uh, John Candy. Yeah, and the late great. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and and but the the one that just made me think of it because I know they were buddies with the, the late great of Dan's was uh, a blues brother, uh, 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 John Belushi. Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah, I guess he was a big Chicago. Guy. Oh yeah. So all those guys, you all get a pass from us on that from so. the actors and stuff. <laughs> like yeah, love you guys. Be a yeah, weird sign. I never understood. I got into an argument recently with uh, with Hate Sponge hmm. about. <laughs> About Breakfast Club. Love it. No, 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 no. He was saying Breakfast Club is better than that, and it's not. <laughs> no. Plus that scene where the... The, the only thing about f- Breakfast Club that I like... What, Roxy, right? The chick that they create. Oh, no. Uh, it's, uh, um, I forget her fucking name. Hold on. We'll just cheat. The chick that they create. I can never Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not Roxy or Roxanne. I thought it was. No, that is not it. <sighs> Chet and Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Robert Russler, God bless you. I fucking love you, Robert Russler. We love you. You were one of my favorite so actors, man. You of course, Chet's another tie to this, like great Bill Paxton. Well, here's what's cool about that. Robert and Donnie Jr. and him have been friends ever since making this movie, and that's pretty goddamn cool. Yeah. Um... Lisa. Yeah. Lisa. Okay. The scene where they take her, they're like, I want to go out. Like, I want to party or whatever. Then they go to that fucking bar. Yep. That's me and the doctor when the kids get fucking wasted with those fucking black dudes. That's me and you when we're at the bar. But anyway, it's just funny. Uh, Every time I see that But it has the TV version on that Blu-ray. Which is awesome because we need to watch that. It's so fucking... It's it's hilarious. Um, Back to 1982. We're doing a long one on you, but we do this so much... The next, uh, if you guys want to check out the Pieces episode, 1982, which is before we started doing Alter in the Future. This is one of the first Phantasm episodes ever. Actually, we did two and three, I think, in one night. Um, the second one's called uh, Eli Roth's Reese's Pieces, where we make fun of Eli Roth, so check that one out. Uh, another one, this has been me for this whole year, uh, The New York Ripper. One of my favorite Fulci movies, one of my favorite slasher films. Have you bought that thing of it yet? Not yet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. It comes with the soundtrack. You get the, the new <coughs> Blue Underground stuff. Is really The last one I got of that stuff was uh, Maniac. You know what the they just thing. announced? 
I mean, there's They're no doing house by the cemetery. Well, there's no street date on it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, shout out to Phil. We love you. Phil Anselmo. That's his favorite thing that he ever did. My, the shout out, though. This is, this is, for me, though, when I saw they announced this, this is, this is so fucking awesome that they're doing it so the Maniac one is the only one that I own mm-hmm. of those three discs I got that I got Maniac <clears throat> Cop too also um, which they're doing an HBO series of Maniac Cop all about it but they just announced Stage Fright that's awesome which yeah. we've done on here shout out to Patrick O'Malley of uh, Pestilence we've um, but that, that um, I love that movie yeah that's really good Got the fucking owl head and chainsaw. It's well, it's the guy that did Cemetery Man. That's mm-hmm. why I love that dude. Um, I get the Michael Sovi. Yeah. yeah, another Italian dude. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> but New York Ripper, pretty much all this year, whenever there's like, Corey, are you okay? What's going on? It's like, <laughs> fucking killing chicks and tracks. <clears throat> yeah, that movie's pretty. I love it. It's pretty wild. nasty as fuck. Uh, Forbidden World. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. Uh, I think a steelbook of that just came out. Mm-hmm. The Slayer. You know, I actually bought that recently. Arrow put that out, and yeah. I found it on eBay for like 12 bucks. Hell yeah. Uh, then you got uh, Trick or Treats, which is a good thing to watch this year. It's one of those little anthology things, but it came out in 82. It's actually pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, the Clairvoyant. Love that movie. Let's see. Sorceress. I have that. We got... Uh, uh, Synapse put that out. I've mm-hmm. got that, too. <clears throat> trying to think. I forgot everything. I think everything's pretty much covered. Night Shift, oh, kids. Go watch yeah, it. It's Night a really Shift. good movie. Night Shift is probably the best. one of the best things. I love that movie. I'm glad you love that movie. I know you love we, that movie. Yeah, because we've had long talks about that movie. I thought I kind of turned you on to that, but I guess you'd already seen it. No, I watched that a lot when I was younger. It's just a good movie. It well, HBO good. used to show the hell out of it. Yeah, that's where I watched. I was an HBO. Let me burn through this music list real quick too, because we've taken so long. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, 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 no, it's no, my fault. Been great, man. Award. Honestly, for me, the top two things to come out of 1982 for me, my favorites aren't even horror. It's fucking Blade Runner and Fast Times at Richmond High. Those are my favorite. I mean, I love it. Movies. You know, but if I had to go favorite horror movie from 1982. I mean, <laughs> I gotta put First Blood in there because I love that too. I mean, it's it's fucking nasty. You kidding me? That's such and and Conan. You know, it's it's hard to pick a real one, but for me, it was always Fast Times and Blade Runner. But if I had to pick a favorite horror movie from '82, I probably. I mean, if it's not New York Ripper, I'd have to go with Halloween Three. I mean, Halloween Three is just fucking great and still highly overrated, uh, underrated, and not appreciated enough for what it is. So yeah, okay. I'm gonna burn through this here. Um, Music, 1982. So Anvil, Metal on Metal. Oh yeah, which is kind of their groundbreaking thing. Yeah, uh, Screaming for Vengeance, uh, Juice Priest. Love it. Uh, Number of the Beast, Iron Maiden. Of course, it's overrated. these are just kind of stuff. It is Restless and Wild from a Sep, and that's not yeah, overrated. That's a good one. Battle Hymns from Man of War. There you go. Under the Blade from Twisted Sister. Yep. Um, Blackout from the Scorpions. It's a classic. God, I still can't believe we had fucking Michael Shanker on this podcast. Anyway, Love you, Michael. Um, Kiss Creatures of the Night. So good. One of my favorites. Great to listen to this year. I love Vinnie Vincent. It's just so good. Stuff. Black Tiger from Y&T. Shout out to my buddy Wes. Mm-hmm. 
my favorite Diamond Head album. Thank you so much for interviewing Diamond Head, too. Borrowed Time. I love that goddamn album. Thank you, Brian Tatler. You were such a class act and wonderful human being. Uh, Van Halen, Diver Down. Yep. I'm a huge... Uh, uh, Eddie Van Halen, I'm a huge fan. Speaking of great guitar players, how about Assault Attack from the Michael Shanker group? There you go, another one. From 82. Um... Uh, Blister Cult, Extraterrestrial Live. It's amazing. Um, Great live CD. Oh, we got here. My Rainbow Record, Straight Between the Eyes. Uh, amazing. Joe Lynn Turner on vocals, who would later leave Rainbow and join Yngwie Malmsteen. Yeah. Just pretty badass. Um, Rising that Force. record's name is Odyssey. Mm-hmm. It's the name of that album, if you guys are interested in listening to that. Dawn Patrol from Night Ranger. Love oh, Not Ranger. That's good. That's a good Love album. that band. I have that on cassette, actually. All their Control. 80s shit is fucking rad. It it's AOR good. shit. It it's just good. really good. Uh, the Eagles Landed from Saxons. Classic. Uriah Heap, a, uh, a bombing. It's a pretty cool record. Yeah. Love Evil from Black Sabbath. Ronnie James Dio. Yep. Aldo Nova. Aldo Nova. Uh, Mechanics Canadian from band. UFO. Correct. Aldo Nova's just a great guitar player. He's fucking yeah, rad. Good. Uh, Vandenberg, Adrian Vandenberg, before he was ever in Whitesnake, had his own solo record uh, band, actually, named after him. <laughs> Samson, Before the Storm, first album after Bruce Dickinson had left. Mm-hmm. Uh, underrated British heavy metal band, Tigers of Pantang, The Cage, is great. I love Tigers of Pantang. Yeah, it's, it's where I fucking John Sykes came from. Yeah. Uh, got into them recently, and I really like them. Let's see, hold on. My young ass. And then, of course, Iron stuff. Fist, one of my favorite Motorhead, Motorhead. records. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to check something here real quick because I feel like there's a couple things that are missing. But my favorite album from that year, and um, Mantis, Sir, I Hope You're in Good Health, Abaddon, You're a Crazy Bastard, <laughs> Black Metal from Venom. I mean, oh, my favorite album from 1982, period. I think you have to just really... Shout just... out to them. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you for the Jack Daniels. Thank you for just being complete badasses to this day on stage and just never changing anything just being straight up hardcore fucking metal it's amazing fucking pioneers front runners to this day of metal it's it's ridiculous to stick to your guns and but I want to check something real quick because I'm not sure on the year one of the coolest things we've ever done was being at that Venom show it was just a lot of fun we had a lot of we had a lot of fun at that and those guys know how to fucking bring down a house and fucking party and just have a good time. So, thank you both for that. That was a good experience. And even Tony, you know, you know, you've been kicking ass for a long time in that band too. And you were in Judge Dredd. That was pretty badass. And we had a good time hanging out while he was taking off his pants and putting on new pants during the interview. It was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. If you guys ever see Venom in the states, or if you guys are listening from out of town, fucking, you know, out of the country, fucking go see Venom whenever they come to town. <coughs> now, sometimes I <coughs> mix it up on you guys and give you other stuff from 1982 that was not related to, you know, what I was just talking about. So I'm going to throw some weird stuff at you tonight. I'm going to give you some just regular albums that I loved from 1982. There you go. Uh, Rio from Duran Duran. Great. Uh, American Fool from John Cougar Mellencamp. I love that record. Really? Yeah, it has Hurt So Good on it. The song's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Love Over Gold from The Dire Straits was a record that I heard a lot around my aunt. Um, My aunt listened to a lot of pop and rock stuff, so I like to listen to that stuff with her. Uh, Rush Signals. uh, The Misfits Walk Among Us, which I was not listening to in 1982. I'd love to tell you that I was, but I didn't discover it until much later. 
It is great. Um, uh, Long After Dark, uh, Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. It's a mm-hmm. great album. I really like that record. I heard it a lot as a kid. Yep, indeed. Uh, Peter Gabriel, Peter Gabriel, uh, which is a really, really, really no. good record. I prefer him uh, solo as opposed to in Genesis. Um, 1999 from Prince. There you go. Um, 1999. Hello, I Must Be Going from Phil Collins. Love it. Um, Sammy Hagar, Three Lock Box, which is arguably one of his best really albums. Good album. Emotions in Motion from Billy Squire. Love Billy Squire. Uh, Picture This from uh, Huey Lewis and the News. Love it. Uh, Dead Kennedy's Plastic Surgery Disaster. Oh, Again, I was not. Li- I would cannot take credit that I was listening to 19. I was not, but I did discover it just a few short years after as I got a little bit Favorite older and started skateboarding because I was a skateboarding kid. And the doctor still, the doctor still is. He likes to take his little, little burlap sacks that have his fucking severed heads in it, and he likes to skateboard down to the morgue with it. Indeed, uh, or dreaming from Kate Bush. I've always liked her. Huh. Um, let's see what else we've got here. I, I really like her stuff. Yeah. Have you ever listened to her? I know I've heard. It's of bizarre. Um, I know Kate. Pictures Bush. at Eleven from Robert Plant. I prefer Robert Plant solo as opposed to in the band. Me too. Uh, Pornography from The Cure is a great album. Yep. Uh, Avalon from Roxy Music is also a great album from that year. Combat Rock from The Clash. Yeah. And then I know this is going to sound weird, but I had the Jacket Kids. I had the glove. I knew it. I knew it. This Michael time. Jackson Thriller is a great album. It's got Vincent Price it's on October, it. October, baby. And it's just it's just really good. But real Darkness quick. Darkness crept across the land. The midnight hours rose at but, hand. But, but real quick, though. The, the Kate Bush thing. Kate Bush is an interesting singer. And she has some really good songs. But hold on a second. I'm going to play you. Kate Butt. Right there. Oh. This dude's getting fucking straight up piranha there's some nice little gore, dude. Hell yeah. He's getting the fucking back, the backstabbing from these guys. Woo! Yeah, I've heard this. That's weird. She's very ahead of her time. Her music's really... You know what this is? This is when me and the doctor are in Vegas and we're high on cocaine. That's what that is. <laughs> we're doing that, that nighttime drive in the desert at 3 a.m. We're like, hold up, hold up. I'm telling you, man. I, I have a, with some random prostitute if it's, that if we're it's, with. If it's 80s, no, this, I have a pretty interesting this is palette. Me, this is me and the doctor. He's probably had like a 12-er of calls. <laughs> and I'm fucking coked out. One of us is driving. We're not supposed to be. It's 3 a.m. We're in the Vegas desert. We both have sunglasses on at 3 a.m. in the desert. There's a random prostitute in the back. You know, she's hanging out with us, too, doing coke and drinking. It's like, fa-da-da, fa-da-da, ha-da, And you turn around, and you, you know, we're in, like, a fucking Corvette or something. You turn around and look at her, and you're just like, have you ever heard Kate Bush? And it's like, no, who's that? And it's like, fa-da-da, fa-da-da. You're like, just listen. Don't don't ask questions. Just listen to the song. It's like, fa-da-da, fa-da-da. It's just like the Phantasm Mobile right there. <clears throat> that's what, that's what, instantly, as soon as you started playing that, I was like, that's us in the desert with fucking fucked up at 3 a.m. in the desert. <laughs> we need to just go ahead and do that now. It's just cool. Fight it, put it. That was 1982. What's the album called? Oh, uh, hold on a second. Let me pull that album back up. I'm sorry. It sounds like shit I would listen to anyway. 
I know I've heard that before. Give me just a second. But that's good stuff. But if you guys are curious, if you don't follow my actual pages on it. I don't know that the song I just played is from 82. What was the song? The song I just played was Running Up That Hill. Running Up That Hill. Which is better than Run To The Hills from 82. But still... You know, Number of the Beasts is alright. Yeah. Very strange. I like it. That's chill. That's some chill fucking cruising music to me. Wait, let's see if it has it. It actually made it. Hit it. Even for you metalheads out there, you elitist people, you're fucking cruising around. You listen to this stuff. You know? like, I listen to a lot. I don't listen to metal all the fucking time. You know, I'll listen to Phil Collins. I'll listen to Duran Duran. I'll listen to. This is actually from '85. But Huey Lewis, any of that stuff. It's just this is from '85. But especially '80s. All stuff, her like stuff. Any is just, most '80s stuff is just gold anyway. It's really hard to find something from the '80s that just sucked. You know. But I'll read you off my Halloween list for my personal list that I do. This isn't something I encourage you guys to watch on your own. This is something I usually post online every day uh, for my friends to maybe watch if they, you know, a lot of people are like. Wait a damn minute! Hold on a second. You, you're good. I'm just, I'm just having a brain fart. Yeah. No, you're you? good. Um, you know, a lot of my friends are like, what do I want to watch? You know, I always do a 31 days list on my own and just kind of watch stuff. And you know, I'll watch stuff. We've been doing these episodes, too, where I'm watching my own thing during the day. We'll go to film an episode at night, or uh, record an episode, so... You know, these are just things I watch. Oh, it was close. What is it? But I, you know... Because my favorite horror... It was really close mm-hmm. to that year. My favorite... One of, one of my favorite horror movies, period. And you mm-hmm. know what it is. Um, and I thought it was... I thought it was this, but I, I guess it's it was the year before. But I, I could have sworn it was the same, but it's not. So I was just, I, and plus you would have mentioned this if it was. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was this, but it's it wasn't. Oh, uh, American Werewolf from London. It's eighty one. It's eighty one. Yeah. We've done this. Shout out to World Dane. Rest in peace. That I'm sorry. That's the best werewolf movie I've ever seen. It is. And Nothing look, touches it. And look, uh, people you know, try to throw these other movies I know, at me, I know and Joe, I just can't. Joe Dante, shout out to you for doing the first Piranha and doing the Howling. The Howling's decent. Uh, it's I not think, that. I think Bad Moon is decent. I think Bad Moon is a decent. Silver movie. Bullet's decent. I'm going to buy the the screen. No, 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 no. Look, well, I'm saying decent for a reason. Decent. And even there's elements from Fright Night that incorporate werewolf in that. I'm just saying, <coughs> nothing touches American Marvel from London. Not to that's, me. That's amazing movie, and it's it's hard for me to get so sucked into something where I'm like, I want to be there. There's only like certain movies where I'm like, I would love to like be a vault. But if I could go some like into the, where are they in Wales during that, or is it Scotland? Where no, it's are. it's there in London. It's in London. Yeah, maybe it's, where it's not where they're filmed. Maybe is what I'm thinking of. Either way, uh, it was filmed. It was filmed all over London. Yeah, but I would love to go to the fucking slaughtered lamb. Like if it was a real thing, it'd just yeah, be fucking was amazing. Real. Like I absolutely, I know that guy. That dude they just showed. Very familiar. Um. Anyway, back to that. slaughtered lamb. I wish it was real. I fucking go there 
tomorrow. Like it's, it's cool. fucking rad as fuck. Or even like a pop up if they made a pop up bar of it or something, I would be all about it. But here's my Halloween list, just the stuff I watched during the day, every day for 31 days up until Halloween. And a lot of it's wubby stuff that I've always watched. Or just the whole list? Yeah. Okay. And this is stuff I've already watched, you know, um, up until today. I do it every day from the 1st of October to the 31st. And I started with Fright Night. Um, I actually fucked up and thought I was supposed to do Child's Play 2 next, so I watched that. But it was actually Freddy's Revenge is what I was supposed to watch. So either way, you got the sequels in there. Uh, Fright Night, Freddy's Revenge, which is Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, my favorite one. And Child's Play 2, which is my favorite Chucky movie. Uh, then you got Dawn of the Dead, the original, of course. Uh, Dracula AD 1972, which is my favorite Christopher Lee thing. It's my favorite Hammer film. It's favorite Dracula movie, that's it. Um, Lost Boys was six on October 6th. Then I did The Fog. Uh, then I did Creep Show. Then I did The Conjuring 1 and 2. I love those movies. Um, they are good. And then recently, the last two things I've watched. <coughs> Holy shit. Sorry, we got a gore break, folks. This, that dude from earlier that got attacked is just, like, crawling out of the water, and he's just got nothing. He's just, like, a fucking... And then he's being dragged back by the fucking piranhas again. That's <laughs> goddamn brutal. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, and then the ones I've watched most recently was uh, Phantasm 2 and 3, which are my favorite ones of those. But I mean, the first one's my favorite horror movie of all time, and I, I got... Some flack for that, actually, because I posted this list for people to look at and maybe watch some of them. And I had a few people like, why isn't the first Phantasm on there? So I was like, okay. Uh, that's my favorite horror movie of all time. It's not something I limit to Halloween. Or any of these movies I watch all year round anyway. It's my list. But Phantasm, the first one, is something I watch a lot all year round. Cause it's my favorite horror movie. No, so I'm not going to fucking... You know, put that on a Halloween list because I watch it a lot. Same thing as Ghostbusters. A lot of people, that's on TV in October a lot. It's on that 31 Days on a Freeform. And I watched it shit. this morning. Yeah, it's always on, but it's like. But I actually watch I fell asleep. Yeah, every, it. everybody knows that, like, I watch that all year round. I thought you'd think it was funny. It is funny. It was, yeah. it was on. I was no, it's asleep. great, and of course I'm going to watch it when it comes on TV. I didn't realize. But Can we pause pause right there? But that's that, not something I'm going to put on my 31 days list because it's on their 31 days list. Let me ask you list. something. And that's something I watch. Like, that fucking guy that's supposed to be... He's actually a great musician. That that guy... You know what I'm talking about in that scene? Yeah. Who's he's the like a cello. Yeah, right. Yeah. That guy's in a shitload of stuff. He is. I never realized that that was him till this morning. I I paused it and I was because it was on Freeform and I was like, I paused live TV and I was like, he was at the the thing in LA. I went to the fan fest thing. That guy has been in a shitload of movies. Because I didn't get an autograph from him, but I walked up to him and I was like, "Who's the stiff?" And he fucking laughed at me, and I was just like, "Hey man, it's awesome, whatever." You know, like I shook his hand. But he me. has been. That guy is, if you look him up, he has been in a shitload of movies. I did not realize who that was. Mm -hmm. That's got to be one of the first things I ever saw him in as a kid because, I mean, he's like a character actor. He's been a cop a bunch. I'm trying to think of what I watched the other day. 
He's my favorite thing with him in it is a movie called Red Rock West. It's mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage, yeah, Laura Flynn Boyle, and Dennis Hopper, and that movie's amazing. What movie was I watching? I have to look it up now, real quick, before I finish this list here. But uh, oh shit, this is a trick question. Can you name my favorite Dennis Hopper movie? Uh, Blue Velvet. No, it's not Blue Velvet. No, I said it's a trick question. Hmm. Do you know what my favorite one is? He did. I would guess Speed. No. Waterworld. Nope. That's a good one, but no. Right here. True Romance. Oh, of course. That's my favorite. Of course, of course. What a, well, I always forget he's in these. He's, he's yeah, Clarence's he's dad. The, he's the um, one where he tells the, the black joke to Christopher Walken and he's smoking. Can you guess mine? The Blue Velvet one, that fucking threw me off. Like, it's not that one. It's not Texas 2. Or is it Texas 2? No. <laughs> he's great in that. Super Mario that. Brothers movie. Oh, God. Oh, he's great in that, Look, It's too. straight up fucking gore fest right now. These flying piranhas are just... Oh, this is fucking rad. Um, Holy shit. So it's not... That's the thing. It's like, you've completely blindsided me with that. And I own this movie, and I love it. There's a, I'm going to give you a hint. There's an actor in this movie that I fucking hate. That's a lot of actors. No, I mean, I, I everybody on the planet seems to love this actor but me. There's your hint. It's not Easy Rider either, and I love that Easy fucking Rider's movie. Yeah. It's a fucking rad movie, but that's not that. Mm-hmm. Um... Like I said, there's your hint. The hint is that there's an actor in it that I despise. And I really do. I fucking hate him. I do not understand why people think he's a good actor. I don't understand why people go shell up money for his shitty movies that he keeps making. And everybody's just like, he is so great. I just love him. Apocalypse Now? No. Um, I don't like that movie either. Oh, he's alright. It's overrated. I just don't like it. Um... So hang him high. Marlon Brando is Jarrell. He's not fucking some psycho <laughs> fucking murderer to me. It's not Land of the Dead or Hang Him High. No. Nope. Um, Out of the Blue? Nope. Let's see. I'm just looking through our list because I mean, I have no fucking idea. I guess it would be Speed, wouldn't it? No. Not Speed? So I was thinking it sounded like you were talking about Keanu Reeves. I am talking about Keanu Reeves. But the it's mo- not speed. The movie's called River's Edge. Never seen it. It's the shit. Because I know when you started talking about that, I was like, he's talking about fucking Keanu Reeves. I, I want to just talk about him for a second. Why am I the only person that thinks he's a shit actor? Everybody's like, he's so great. He plays the same goddamn role in everything he's ever been in. He is a shit actor. Haven't you no, seen Dracula? No, but no, but listen, no, but listen. I don't. Everybody's like, my old John Wick movie. They're really not that good. No, they're just not. The first one was okay. The second one was the same bullshit, and the third one I refused to watch. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. We, there was, it's the River's Edge. Um, speaking of Ghostbusters, we it was it was what we did. We did the Matt Harvey episode. And we did House. I had Michael Ensign in it, and he was the fucking. Dude from Cedric Hotel. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. We were just like, I had no idea it'd be so much. I won't pay it. You know, that was awesome. Uh, but getting back to the list, the next ones I'm going to watch. Watch uh, 
on the 13th of October, which by the time you guys hear this, it would be a little bit, but right now it is the 13th of October. You watch Return of the Living Dead. Ha, 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 ha. Return of the Living Dead 2, which I love. Uh, Nightbreed, which I watch every year. I usually, as much as I like that movie, I save it for October usually when I watch it now. So I've seen it so many fucking times. Um, the Guest, which I try to put a lot of movies on the list that take place on Halloween just to kind of get the, the feel for it. Um, and I change it up. I don't do them all at the same time. But The Guest um, is directed by Steve Moore, who did You're Next, which I didn't really like that movie. The Guest is actually really cool uh, if you guys haven't seen it. You know, it came out in 2014, but it's basically this guy that the he's like a twin brother of some dude or this family. He died. The, the guy they actually think he is dies over overseas. He's in the military or whatever. The guy that comes home is supposed to be a friend of his that died. And, like, he moves in with their family, but the reality is he's just like this fucking killer dude that um, starts just fucking shit up. And it's really kind of creepy because they think he's like this friend of their brother He's really just trying to infiltrate their family. This is for you. Kill people. This is the soundtrack for River's Edge. Are you ready? Yeah. River's Edge has Keanu Reeves. Who did the uh, soundtrack? Crispin Glover mm-hmm. and and uh, Dennis Hopper and a bunch of other actors. Really good. Hollow's Eve, Lethal Tendency, Slayer, Die by the Sword, Fate's Warning, Kyrie Arison, Slayer, Captor of Sin, Slayer, Evil Has No Boundaries, Agent Orange, Fire in the Rain, Slayer, Tormentor. Jesus Christ. River's Edge is like a Slayer movie. It's the shit. It's awesome. Is it on Blu-ray? Yes, I have it. I'll have to watch it. It's not a horror thing, but you can no, watch it. sounds it. awesome, though. It's a really good movie, but it's yeah. my favorite thing Dennis Hopper ever did. In we'll it. Have to watch but what's it. so fucking funny is, is Ken Reeves, as much as I fuck... Oni Scott's in that movie, mm-hmm. too, but Ken Reeves, as much as I fucking hate... She's the chick that's in bed, by the way, for you kids out there that don't know who she is. She's the chick that's in bed with Rob Lowe watching fucking Wayne's World at the beginning of Wayne's World. <laughs> Anyway, so that's Ioni Scott. That's Shout out to her. Uh, what I was going to say is, is the that movie, River's Edge, guys. And I'm not trying to steal what you're thinking. You should definitely check it out. It's a fucking great movie. I'll have to watch it. I've never seen it. Crispin Glover's fucking hilarious in it. But Keanu Reeves, like I said, even that movie, he can't act his way out of a paper bag. Yeah, it's terrible. Just watched uh, Dracula. He's fucking terrible. <coughs> Bram Stoker. Like I said, I don't know why people like him. I, I don't hate the guy. I just don't like his acting. I think he'd be better as like a comedic actor, like he was in Bill and Ted, because he can pass as being a bad actor because it's funny when he's doing serious stuff. Oh, he's stuff. fine in that, yeah. but it's just I don't know. Uh, number seventeen, Hell Night. Shout I love out, that. Shout out to Emulation. Fucking love that movie. Which that was a lost episode because we did that for Emulation, and then my computer fucking ate it. So, so we've got we to never redo do that. We do, and we should. Um, Hell Night, we'll have to redo. Uh, Night of the Demons. I love that movie. Uh, Candyman, which we need to do. Shout out to Tony Todd. You're an amazing human being. Thank you for being so Now, amazing. is this stuff you've already watched? No, this is like what I'm going to watch. Okay. The last thing I watched was Phantasm 3. Okay. Then today. Well, keep going with your list. I'm today sorry. I'm so going to watch Return. Because, like, 17, that's. Like I see what you're saying. I got you. The that's 17th smart. of that's October. Cool. Yeah. It's nice. nice. 18th of October, Night of the Demons. Candyman, 19th of October. Number 20, Dying Darko. Takes place. It's a good movie. Eventually on Halloween, so it's oh, this will probably piss you it's off. A thing. I found that limited version of that. 
Yeah, a thing that goes for like over. 100 now listen bucks to this. Now. I found you. It. Remember, you were with me at FY. No, this is going to make you. I had it in my hand. You're like, you should just buy it, dude. And I was like, no, I should put it back. And now it's like over 100 bucks to buy it. Listen and to I this. I almost bought it. I there was for in Chattanooga. I got ice cream cup for this. You ready? This was recently. Oh, I'm sure because he was with us too in Chattanooga. Whenever right? we were at Fye, and he was like, "I want to buy that," and I didn't buy it, but he also didn't. And then we just left the store. Chattanooga got it for five ninety five because it was taken in as the cheap Fox one. <sighs> I'm dead serious. Things over a hundred damn bucks right now. It's what cool though. You know, you got you got me to watch that movie. I had never I seen it. it. It is. It's, it's good. Got, the soundtrack's amazing. It's got Mysterio in it, baby. Yeah, that's Jake Woo! Gyllenhaal, Maggie <laughs> Gyllenhaal in the same film. Yeah, uh, which is cool. Noah Wiley's an amazing actor. Uh, Drew Barrymore is great in it. Patrick Swayze is fucking great, great in it. I love him. Man. Um, it's got great just writing in it, and then the soundtrack's fucking nasty. It's just like no, notorious. Fucking Durant, Durant's the shit. It's got fucking. Joy Division and uh, um, yeah, that soundtrack's bizarre. Gary Jules that does a cover yeah. of uh, what is it? Tears for Fears, but then it's got Tears for Fears in there too. Right, it's got all that Euro rock stuff, and it's like takes place in Middlesex, New Jersey, and it's like private school shit. It's like it's all very it's a weird just interesting, yeah. But the Halloween stuff's great, and uh, I've met. Um, the dude that plays Frank. Love that guy. And he's man. in uh he's in SLC Punk, which I love. Funny story about that. I wore he, He's in a movie with Rose McGowan that I love. Yes. Where he yes. fucks some dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a weird I movie. I can't remember his name. Um That's a good movie though. He's he's really cool. But I met him at Matt Monster and he we did a photo op in the he did the Frank costume. Funny story about the they were like you want to put on the 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 mask like the it's the actual all of it's the screen worn stuff that he was doing for the photo ops the guy that was doing the pictures was like you want to put on the mask because we were actually late for the photo op and he was still in it just kind of getting pictures with like the people from the convention like that ran it they were doing the pictures and they're like you know we were like oh we're late and they're like you want to they did the picture they actually took it and they're very nice he was very nice it's not it's something Franco his name I can't remember. Um, he's like an Asian dude. Yeah, he's just cool as shit. He's he's a he's a straight up like California dude is what he's like. Yeah, dude, fucking all like he's a straight up. Like, no, that guy's awesome. Dude. He's rad. I yeah, like him. He's cool as shit. But uh, after he did that, the the photographer guy was like, "You want to put the mask on for the the bunny suit?" And I was like, "Yeah, that'd be fucking crazy." So I had the screen worn Frank mask <laughs> over my head, and it's gigantic. It's actually really ventilated to where you can breathe out of it and it's nice but it was huge and he was like you know who owns this mask and he let us use this for this I was like who it's like Kirk Hammett and Metallica I was like no shit so Kirk Hammett owned the mask that I wore that's from the screen used awesome. worn Dying Darko Frank mask so that, that was all I know is I got ice cream cup for fun that edition <laughs> that was a cool really thing that I got to do like whatever dude Number 21, it's one of the only things I'll have on here from this, House of a Thousand Corpses. It's a good film. Glad Rob Zombie got that out of his system. Most of his other movies suck. It's very overrated. I think House of a Thousand Corpses was... A, it's a fun film to watch on Halloween. It takes place on Halloween. And it's actually from him before the studio started fucking, you know, holding his balls for him and making him do films they want him to do. I think House of a Thousand Corpses was actually something he created 
and want to do on his own, you can tell. So I give him credit for that and Devil's Rejects. Everything after that, just don't really care for it. I don't care for Three from Hell. Probably never watch it. It looks like a turd. I've heard it's awful. It's probably the worst film he's ever done. Lords of Salem, everybody craps on me. I love Lords of Salem. That's another movie where he was doing his own <coughs> thing with it. I just don't like his movies, man. I but, don't... Well, that's what I'm saying. The The three films I think he did that are good. Or House of a Thousand Corpses is, hands down, is, is still his best movie because it's actually him and he made it. And then Devil's Rejects, I think, was just cool. It's a good slasher movie that he did. And Lords of Salem is just another ambitious movie he did. And nobody liked it because it was just... It wasn't House of a Thousand Corpses. But everything else he's done, I fucking hate. But uh, anyway... Uh, number 22, do Trick or Treat. It's a good movie to watch on Halloween. It's fun. It's it's more modern. It's another one, man. I'll watch yeah. it. I could not get into that movie. I like it. I think it's fun. There, there's certain parts of it that I do like about it. It's gory. Um, I like the little Sam character. I think it's fun. It's a, it's a good movie. I like it. Um, number 23, Tales from Halloween. Another one that came out around the time I think Trick or Treat did. I could not get into that movie. It's fun. Fun Halloween film. Got the guy from... Uh, Dying Darker when we were just talking about mm-hmm. he's, he's in the same scene that our boy Sean Clark's in uh, he's in a scene with him in that where there are guys competing uh, with his neighbor for having the best Halloween decorations and they're kind of outdoing each other and Sean Clark and that dude are in the same scene across the street in like some metal band thing and they're so talking weird. with him it's hilarious uh, number 24 Monster Squad is something you have to watch I watch it a few times a year it's one of the Doctor's all-time favorites, but Halloween, that's a good one. That's, once I start getting down to the list near the end, I'm watching stuff that's like really getting me pumped for Halloween. So Monster Squad's on 24. And number 25, I didn't even think of this till just now, the placement of this, but 25 is uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, <clears throat> which I'll actually watch on Christmas, too. So you got twenty five there. That's, I never. I it's another movie, dude. I love you. I cannot. It's a wubby. I have to. No, you're. I'm just saying. I I have never, ever liked that movie. Yeah. I can't. I just can't deal with it. Uh, number twenty six, Hocus Pocus. That was good. Now I picked yeah. up a copy of that. I actually did like it. A lot of people watch those on Halloween. I know that thirty one days of Halloween on uh, Freeform plays that. Like that's the one they play on Halloween, like all day and night. Like they play that. And they'll play it at least twenty something times this year. Apparently, like on during the the month, they'll play it at least that many times. Um, <clears throat> number twenty seven, Halloween Town. It's another Wubby Disney Channel movie. It's great. I remember that movie. It's got a Debbie Reynolds in it. I've never Rest seen in it. Peace. It's it's super. That's super Wubby. Like usually, I save that for Halloween. Which actually, I'll probably watch it. Is there a Blu-ray of it? No. Oh, I got the Target one. It's like ten bucks. And it's, got, <coughs> it's got one and two on it. I just love it. It's that's a super. No, it's cool. Super wubby. I'll watch it on Halloween. Too. Never seen it. Um, number twenty eight. Do Halloween five. Revenge of Michael Myers. One of my favorites. It's a weird one, but I love it. I think it's the final one with Daniel Harris. It is. It is. It was supposed to be six, and then yeah. they fucked her over. Uh, then, I, then I'll jump right to, from the 29th I'll do Halloween three. Season of the Witch. Now on the thirtieth, I'll do Halloween two, and then on Halloween, I'll watch Halloween the OG, which I've never done a actual backwards marathon before on my list. But this year, I'm like super into it, so I'm going to do it <clears throat> and do my favorite Halloween films going backwards. So I'll do five, three, two, and one. 
Which we'll do. See the, we'll do six because I love six. The Hall- the Halloween stuff with that last movie that came out kind of is just kind of ruined it for I me. I didn't like the last one as much. Like I like the. No, I mean, no, look, no, it's it's a good movie. It's just it's not that. It's just the resurgence of it's just kind of ruined it for me. Well, so see, I was kind of, of at that point, and then I finally watched that one in theaters, <clears throat> like the re- like the old one. No, it's great. It's and I went by myself. I did what you. Did. I watched it by myself the last time I saw it, and I loved it. And they're gonna do it again this year, so actually, I might just go see it in theaters again, <clears throat> the original. You know, we went and watched it last year, and I just, you know, it's it's one of those things. A lot of people, you know, get on me about this, but I just. I've just seen it to fucking death. I love it. I have to be in a mood to watch the damn thing because I've just seen it so many fucking times. And a lot of the stuff that I watch this time of year is usually a lot of Hammer stuff. Um, and I also watch a lot of Vincent Price stuff. Um, I don't really do a marathon, I wouldn't per se, but I just watch it here and there. be honest with you, this sounds awful. I haven't really watched a lot of horror stuff this October. I haven't really just got around to doing it. I don't know. It's like... I've had a lot of other stuff going on, so it's one of those things where it's like, maybe if I had a little bit more time, you know, I could sit down and do stuff like that, and I should probably make the time for it like Corey does, but I just I just haven't had a chance to do it, so. Um, I've been just kind of, I, but I, I will. I'll start watching stuff, you know, different stuff than Corey, but um, uh, I'll have stuff that I'll go through and watch uh, this time of year. But, you know, it's it's weird for me because I watch horror stuff all year round, so it's kind of like I don't really have a specific thing that I watch. I don't have like a list I can give you guys or anything like that. I just kind of watch whatever. But um, Friday the 13th has never been a, a series for me that I watch around Halloween. I realize there's a lot of people out there that do, but I just it's just a constant thing for me. I just enjoy watching, you know, those movies. Truth be told, though, I haven't watched one of those in a long time either. I just, probably the last time we did one on the podcast was probably the last time I watched one. Not Manel Street, same thing. I don't consider those Halloween movies. I don't consider the, you know, Hellraiser movies, Halloween movies. So I don't, I don't watch that shit around this time Halloween, of year. Or, uh, um, I watch Hellraiser during the year. Just well, no, no, that, and that's what I'm talking a lot about of the, right now. A lot of the stuff on my list too, I watch throughout the year but some of the stuff no no and, and I get that what I'm saying though is I was being more specific that I just there's a lot of stuff that people watch around this time of year that I just it is not Halloween stuff to me like Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre is not no. Halloween stuff to me and I never watch that stuff around this time of year and uh Phantasm is not Halloween movies to me like I no. just don't and a lot of movies like Texas Chainsaw that's like a summer movie see anyway. for me and that's, that's like what I was saying when film. you were gone most of the stuff that I watch and I don't I don't really have a list or do anything right. like that, but I, yeah. I watch, I watch Vincent Price stuff. I watch a lot of Hammer stuff, and yeah. that's about it. I don't really watch. Well, I watch stuff uh, to get myself in the mood, and I make a list so other people. Have I don't, a, list a lot stuff, of people just know. go into like I've seen people, and there's nothing wrong with this. People go into a store and just start buying horror movies this time of year and watch yeah. stuff, well, and that's great. But anyway, but yeah. for me, it's no, no. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about just Joe Blow. But I just I'm more specific about it than that, yeah. and it's like that's why know. I have my wubbies. That's why I wanted to do this. This was this was yeah. fun, you know. No, this was this great. was cool. And uh, we got um, Marco and Piallo from uh, our penance coming on. Doctor did, and it's a pretty long and uh, very fun interview. And 
We did Piranha 2, The Spawning, which is fucking amazing, and we'll, we'll queue up the Tardy Brothers here to, to finish this off, and on to the fucking next one here, guys. We'll get the obituary here queued up for our final thoughts. <laughs> Very gory movie. I absolutely loved it. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of Italian titties in it. Um, you can tell that it was very Italian influenced by the way the gore is and, and the women involved in it. Um, James Cameron went through literal hell to make this movie happen, even though he was there for two weeks and kind of discredits himself for being involved in it because he was fired from it and had to deal with so much bullshit. But I mean, the fact that he went and did all the scouting and the filming locations and all that stuff on his own with his own money is fucking hardcore. So. I think the movie itself pays off from all that, and uh, it's definitely a classic people need to own. It's just good. I love it. I don't have anything to say about it. I love that movie. There's nothing really to say much about that. It's just really fucking good. I'm, it is good. I've just always liked it. It's my favorite thing that James Cameron ever did. So. It's so good. I'm just not a big fan of his. I think a lot of stuff he's done is Hollywood dog shit. Yeah. Uh, I love that movie, and to me, he will always be a matte painter for John Carpenter. Like, yeah. I think, you know... I mean... First Terminator's great. Prontus Spawning's great. A lot of stuff he's done is just very, I don't know. Yeah. It's just not that great. Uh, yeah, I like Terminator and Aliens. See, Aliens falls into the hole. It's just, I don't know. I'm saying it's just it's too Hollywood. I just don't. Like I said, I love that movie. Uh, that's the only thing I own from the son of a bitch. But. Uh, Our Penance, uh, Mysothesium comes out uh, the end of October. And uh, you guys should pick up a copy of that. They're going to be doing a bunch of festival stuff for our great fans in Europe to listen to us. They're going to be over there. Uh, you'll be able to see them. You'll see our repentance. And I want to thank those gentlemen again. Check out the interview. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, and again, the album comes out at the end of October. Uh, I think it's an import because they've switched labels now. So. Let's see what this says here. I'll give you guys a little bit more specifics on it as we do our outro here. Yeah, it's perfect. I love that. Uh, our, our Penance uh, Mesothesium comes out uh, in the States. Oh, I can't look at that because it's got all this cookie shit. Give me one second. Give you guys a U.S. release date on it. So I've got it in my queue on Amazon. Let's go by my shit phone. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking for this thing. I got it in here. I just have to find it. It comes out October 25th. You can pre-order that now through Amazon or wherever you buy your shit from. So you get some of the Halloween jams from our penance. Great people, them. and you should you know check it out and enjoy they're, that. They're amazing live. They're fucking just as uh, ball-crushing live as they are on CD. So if you guys see them in Europe, check them out. Say what's up to them. Buy some merch. Support their asses and... Oh yeah, they're fucking great dudes, and 
Our interviews, our interviews, very uh, got a lot of politics in it. Hope you guys did. Yeah. We will see you guys soon. It's a lot of fun. Thank you guys for listening, and hopefully, thank you guys for watching Toronto Two, the spawning or flying killers. <coughs> and uh, stay fucking gory. This is Dr. Vincent West with the Phantasm Podcast, and I have the pleasure of having one of my favorite bands on today. They have a brand new album out, and it's coming out on Argonia Records, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this interview. Uh, It's my pleasure to be the second time I've had uh, one of the members on, and now today we get to have the vocalist on as well. I'm so excited, and I'm going to let those guys introduce themselves now. But I have two gentlemen today, the bass player and the vocalist guitarist, uh, for uh, Our Penance, one of my favorite bands. And I've pleasure to have these guys here with them today and let them introduce themselves here today. And uh, it's so exciting for me to have you guys on. It's You guys fucking rule. I'm a huge fan. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to let you guys go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, guys, I'm Paulo. I'm singer and guitar player from Our Penance. Uh, hi guys, I'm Marco, bass player from our parents. It's a pleasure to be back here for the second time. Thanks a lot, Vincent. Oh man, thank you guys for doing this. I really appreciate the hell of you guys doing this. Uh, sorry for my delay there this morning. I got trapped at work. But yeah, thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate this. Yeah, thank you. Thank awesome. you for your time. Awesome, of course. Thank you guys. And uh, So you guys have the new album coming out. And uh, we'll jump right into that. And I love the cover art, man. And, and you guys will have to help me with the pronunciation of the new album because I'm going to say it wrong. I'll mess it up with my southern voice. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the right spell is um, misotheism. The artwork is beautiful, man. I can't wait to just dive into this thing with you guys. And you guys are on a new record label as well. Uh, Agonia Records, am I saying that right? We switched to Agonia Records from this album, and uh, they're making an amazing work. Uh, we we love the enthusiasm that they're putting on the new record, and uh, they're making a very nice promotion, uh, and uh, it's it's very cool to work with them. Really, we cannot we cannot be more happy of this, and uh, to have also a record label that uh, is here in Europe. You know, it's sometimes it's even more easy, have more direct contact, uh, faster contact, uh, stuff like this. So it's sure. yeah, I think, uh, think it will be a, will be great working with them for the new album. Yeah, and it looks like I'm, I was on the website earlier. You guys have some great different packages uh, through their through their web store that, that you guys have available. Of course, I know the album for us here in the U.S. You can also get it uh, through Amazon, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, the the cover art. Just to start with that, man, it is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was uh, uh, it was designed by Yula Vanksak. He's the same guy who did the, the, all the cover since uh, the Paradigma. 
Oh, uh, I love that cover time, art for that yeah. one too. Yeah, this time we wanted uh, to give something more uh, uh, obscure and uh, cryptic than we did before. So it's a bit of a symbolic uh, concept around the lyrics on the album. And I think the cover uh, envelops everything the album talks about. Yeah, it's... It's also, I think, I show a lot about because I think it's a very aggressive album, but at the same time a very obscure. Uh, more uh, sometimes even I would like to say a, a bit more black metal influenced, and uh, I think the cover can uh, give a, a perfect taste of what you can expect from the album. Well, I want to tell you both, the last album to me was fucking amazing. I mean, I've loved it, man. I've listened to that thing to death. That's such a killer record, man. Everything. So I'm so excited to dive into this record with you guys, because I, I absolutely love the last album. Uh, of course, we talked about that last time, Marco. But the, the new album, uh, yeah, man, you've got all the bells and whistles, it sounds like. And, and we'll jump into like a track-by-track track here of the new album, if that's okay. Um, yeah, sure. So we'll go with track uh, number one, and we've got uh, Mass Crucifixion of Kings. Yeah, it's uh, an instrumental intro, and uh, it's like putting the mood for the album, and uh, it's a bit of orchestral, industrial stuff, uh, and uh, the name uh, is just a summary of all the lyrics uh, of the album, I think. It's uh, it's a hell of a way to start the record. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome, man. Great, great way to dive into this record. And, uh, and then uh, track two, we've got... Uh, sorry, my vision is... There we go. Uh, Blight and Conquer, track two. Yeah, that, that, that's my favorite of the album. Okay. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a nice song. I think it's my favorite one. It's, it's, uh, it's something that has uh, maybe more bit uh, death metal influences, uh, a lot of more cannibal chorus parts on it. Uh, it's very groovy. I, I think it's the, the one of the perfect songs to start it. Album. Yeah, and we're going to have also it will be coming out uh, I think in 9-10 days Awesome uh, It's something that's going to be quite surprising but very cool <laughs> That's exciting, that's awesome Alright, and then uh, let's see here, uh, track 3 we have Fallen from Ivory Towers My favorites, and I think we're going to play this live through. Oh, uh, as the name said, is about all the people uh, right now that are uh, getting always richer, richer, and while a lot of people uh, are growing poor, also in, uh, in our country, Italy, and uh, it's like an attack against those people uh, that lives in their ivory towers. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of that over here, too. 
Uh, just uh, as you, you can imagine, Marco and I talked about that last time. Um, like our crazy president, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, we 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 have the same situation here, probably even worse than the last. Oh God, that's time not, I'm s- sorry to hear that. That's, but it seems like it's going yeah, around. It seems like the the greed thing is worldwide. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Sometimes you see, oh man, I live in the worst country in the world, and I, I see what's happening outside of my country, and see, okay, no, we are going everybody in the same direction, and everything is falling. So, yeah, I think that this situation influenced a lot also the general music songwriting around the world, and I see a lot of people in a very aggressive direction and talking about it in the lyrics. Yeah, it's a sign of the times, you know. Just the way sign of the times is how shit is now. It sucks, but yeah, it's... Again, that killer track, guys, the Falling From Ivory Towers, it's cool. Uh, What was that, Marco? I'm sorry. I I was saying... uh, We'll have a terrible situation, but at least we'll have a very nice death metal album. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely gives power behind that. You guys definitely know how to do that. So that's, it's it's killer. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, track four, the second, Babel. I'm saying that right? Babel? Yeah. Yeah, also this one is a very track. I think it's... The, the title is uh, uh, it talks about you know the, the Easter from Babel when the great of mankind the prime power and God punished them for their greed and and their hubris and that's that talks about the same thing happening again right now in the world where uh, the ambition of the greedy man is like destroying tradition of the people is like destroying countries like uh, uh, in Africa or uh, Asia right uh, where uh, uh, are migrating everywhere and that's just confusion everywhere because of this yeah that's another thing it seems to be you know on the forefront unfortunately as well and I love that you guys are tackling it here with the with the record it's it's cool um and the inside behind it, awesome. Thank you, it's awesome. Marco, you got anything on that one? I think Paolo, yeah, right. About, yeah, this one. Catchy, Taurus, and... Uh, no, I, we, we, we didn't... bring this out. So, we didn't change the... Uh, Strong, uh, keep that that way because I think uh, with the previous album we found a very nice way to build the songs to to improve everything. Right. The technical part, right? To to have and the black metal influences uh, on every song you can find something of. Push it to the limit. Right. 
I'm having some audio issues with you guys. I don't know what's going on with this thing. I'm trying to... I don't know if the connection's bad or what. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I think it just may have cut out for a second or something there. You guys can hear me all right, though. Yeah. Okay, perfect, perfect. All right, well, thank you for that. And then uh, we'll move on. Uh, track five, uh, Lamb of the Seven Sins. Yeah, this is one of probably the most technical song uh, of the album. Yes. It's, it's always quite fast. A lot of riffing with guitars. Uh, I think it's one of the coolest track of the album. Uh, the lyrics are a, a bit uh, loads, uh, by this kind of thematic uh, uh, of greed of mankind in this case of religion and uh, what uh, the religion especially the clergy is doing uh, worldwide to avoid the changes that is going on right now in the Vatican with a new book right yeah living in the same where we have the Pope uh, is it's not easy and <laughs> give you a lot of stuff to talk yeah, I would imagine that's kind of, uh, well, it's got to be inspiring, but I imagine at the same time it's got to be kind of uh, problematic as well. I make jokes with my friends all the time about religious stuff. I've never been a religious person myself. My parents were extremely religious, and uh, I don't know if that's kind of why I went the path I went, you know, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, in Italy, actually, there is no more a lot of. Uh, I mean, the, the young people or people of our age, uh, they're not very influenced by religion except something. But uh, the problem is, a lot of old people, very old people, still got a lot of power. Oh, sure. Power and money, too. Bad things. <laughs> so, uh, so the, uh, all these old people, uh, they're still connected to religious stuff. Uh, or, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not religious, but I believe in something, uh, stuff like that. And it, it, it's just like a, a cancer, uh, just like a society cancer that just keep on... Putting uh, ten thousand kilos on your shoulder and try to work well. <laughs> right. That's, that's the, the my vision of religion in our in our country. You try to to make a country working, and uh, you have to do with the ten thousand kilos on your shoulder. That sounds like an accurate description. Uh, but yeah, it's a killer track, uh, and uh, yeah, kind of. I like the theme of the record so far. It seems like there's a lot of that. I love it. Uh, and then uh, track six, "Flames of Merciless Gods." Oh yeah, this was the the first single, the first lyric, lyric video that uh, we came out. On. I think on this song you can hear a lot of uh, uh, black metal influences. Uh, uh, especially the beginning, uh, 
uh, it's it's a song that has very very fast part and more groovy parts. Uh, I love it. I think uh, maybe for me it's not like the the best song of the album, but uh, uh, it's something that you can have a global vision of the album. That one, and uh, personally, I I I love when a band don't puts out the first long li- uh, song line like the the best one of the album. So you you can always have something good when they put something new out. Right. Yeah, that was the first song that I heard. We had it on the page there, but yeah, it's uh, I'll, it's a good song. Uh, and then uh, it's quite a bit uh, longer than usual because almost five minutes uh, of that metal. So it's uh, longer than our standards, but I think it works quite well. It's not boring or something like this. I think it. It's quite straightforward when you hear uh, from start to the end. Oh, definitely. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people when they heard this song say that they heard a lot of influences from the old album like uh, Vile Conception, Paradogma. Right. And uh, yeah, probably, probably yes for for some for for that kind of 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 part of the of, of the songwriting. Uh, we didn't try to, to copy previous stuff or stuff like that. Just came out naturally. Just uh, Julio, Julio, the our guitar player, he, he wrote most of the songs. And uh, during the songwriting, uh, he, he showed us, "Hey guys, I'm writing this, 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 and this. Uh, maybe we change something altogether, but." Uh, but it just came out naturally. We didn't try plan to, to say, okay, we have to do something like preview album because uh, no, absolutely not, not. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's the first track I heard. I really like it. Um, I think it's a good, uh, good single, you know. Uh, and I like that it's longer. It's different. Gives something different on the record, you know. Gives it something. Uh, spice it up there. Uh, as you go on through the record, uh, but uh, let's see here. Uh, track seven, uh, "Sovereign Nation." Yeah, this is uh, the most precious song. It's very, very fast, the fastest song on the album, and a bit the most old school uh, song of uh, on uh, The title is a. Uh, uh, about uh, uh, what is happening right now in Italy, but uh, s- since uh, uh, the last World War, uh, a lot of American bases for NATO, uh, military base, and uh, I don't think it's fair to have another country having a military base on our own soil. Right. And that's what songs that is about. Yeah, because Italy is very in, in place in a very strategic place. If, if you want to arrive, you know, in the in the midwest uh, and part uh, of the world, so uh, we have a lot of military bases here because uh, it's like uh, they can be closer to them. And but you know, 
having such a lot of military bases in the country is <laughs> sometimes is not so nice. So is it is it one country's base you're talking about in particular that's there, or is it? Uh, mo- most of the NATO bases are uh, from the U.S. military. Especially, for example, we have a, a very big one in uh, Sardinia. That is a, is an island of Italy, and uh, we I, I know because part of my family is from there, and uh, uh, they, they they see a lot of uh, military plane coming out and going uh, around, and you know some people having a lot of military uh, stuff around his own home and they even don't know why they're a bit scared of that or something like that. Well, my apologies that that bullshit's there because I, uh, I got nothing to do with that. I, uh, Marco, you know me. Hell, the last time we talked... I was telling you what a fucking Nazi I think Trump is, and I fucking hate him. So it's like I, and you know what sucks about it too is because a lot of people, a lot of people like I have friends, you know, touring in bands from here, you know, and you know they go to Europe and they're like, dude, I don't even want to fucking tell people where the fuck we're from. It's like, yeah, I understand, you know, it's, and I'm the same way, and you know, it's. It's not a fault of uh, U.S. people, absolutely. No, but it's it's dude. It's, it's uh, they try to control everything. But let me just tell you, yeah. if, if people think that this is a free country, I'll be happy to tell both of you guys. I've never felt like it was. I went to jail last year for nothing, just because my dad knew some cops, and I got locked up for like a fucking month. I've never been arrested in my whole fucking life, and it terrified me. And the jails over here are like. Four people to a one-man cell and shit. Dude, it's fucking fucked up. Terrible. I don't know if I told yeah. you about when I be sent back from from the U.S. I was there uh, uh, at the border and they sent me back in Italy. I don't know if I ever told you. No, no, no. No, you never did. <laughs> I, it was 2011 and uh, it was uh, the... Uh, the, the Flash God Apocalypse uh, uh, tour uh, that summer uh-huh. in, uh, in the U.S. that was yeah. making the um, I was called the Summer Slaughter tour. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, I was I had some free days. I say, okay, I want to just go in vacation in the U.S. and maybe see the guys and go to see some shows. I have some friends living in the U.S. So I said, okay, I was just visiting. And arrive uh, uh, in Washington at the border, and uh, they say, "Oh, okay. So you're go- I'm gonna stay. I-, I plan to stay there one month." I say, "Oh, so you're gonna stay here one month? And uh, it's very long time. Why you're coming here for a long time? So just vacation. I want to see something, see see some cities." And they say, "Okay, how much money do you have with you?" And uh, for the for the guy at the border, I didn't have enough money to stay one month there. So they said, for me, you don't have enough money, so you are here to make something illegal. So we're going to send you back. Jesus. <laughs> back. Dude, I'm t- but let me, let me tell you, if they think that you're not in their box, you know, like I don't look like some clean-cut Christian douchebag, 
they're profiling you over here. I'm telling you, I got locked up in jail for a fucking month, and I didn't do a goddamn thing. Like, my dad, literally, my brother knew the arresting officer because he was like a customer, because my brother was a chef. My mom's really, really sick, and the only reason I was even staying there was to kind of keep tabs on my mom, which is what I was doing the first time we did the interview, and just a little backstory on me, but I was trying to take care of my mom, and then next thing I know, I'm in fucking jail. Like, and then I got out, and, and they put me on fucking two years probation. I got two years probation. I've never done a goddamn thing, and I still, I was never, they're like, oh, well, you were arguing with your dad. You threatened to kill him. It's like, no, I didn't. I didn't do any of this bullshit. And, like, I'm literally having to, like, pay all this money out a month to stay out of jail. Like, it's just, it's stupid. Like, the laws here and everything, it's just a bunch of crap. I mean, goddamn, what, did I just got into my 40s and decided I was going to go rogue? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So, it, nothing you could tell me about that would surprise me either. You know, and I, I always see, uh, you know, doing the podcast, I always see bands where there's like, oh, we couldn't get in the country and all this bullshit. It, none of it surprises me. I mean, they're, it's goddamn corrupt as fuck. The system is broken. It's been broken. Yeah. You know, and... and these goddamn idiots in this country that voted for Trump, you know, they're, they're fucking crazy. And he's crazy. I mean, he's he, he's insane. He's on social media talking shit. And he talks about stuff he doesn't even know what he's talking about. You know, like he, a while back he was saying something about a comet hitting the planet. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you, you're a goddamn, that guy's not a scientist. He's, he's, an, he's a rich asshole. You know, it's just crazy. So, but I'm sorry that that happened to you. That's bullshit. You know, it's, uh, very unfortunate. Yeah, with, Facebook, uh, with, with Facebook, we give uh, the opportunity to stupid people to talk. Yeah, you're right about that. Way too many stupid people, you know? <laughs> and now all these stupid people can't found themselves, each other around the world, and, and make a community. And now right. the world is a giant community of stupid people. You're right about that, man. We were just talking about that. My co-host Corey and I were talking about that, and it's it's true. It's just a it's just a mess, you know. And it's I don't know. It just seems like as as awesome as the internet is for us to be able to do something like this, like the three of us to do cool interview and you know hang out for a second. But then all the other people use it. Seem like they use it for just all the wrong shit, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know my ex. I mean, she basically used Facebook just to find another dick. You know, it's just like, okay, well, okay. You know, moving on. You know, it's like, like they're shopping for their next yeah. penis to, to go after. It's just fucking stupid. You know, I, I, I've got all kinds of problems with social media. I mean, I, I love it for the podcast, you know, for shit like this. But I, you know, for, as far as like, there are too many people's opinions are heard and they think their opinion matters. And I, it just sucks, you know. It's like you get a lot of just negative and bad stuff. I, I'll be honest with you. I try to stay off of it as much as possible. I just think all of it's negative, you know. It's just a lot of it. It's like, you know, if it's not music or movies or something that I'm into, like if it's if it's like political stuff, I'm just like, oh, you know. And I, I, I'll tell you the scariest thing. When I first started doing this podcast... I added a couple of people that I've loved for my whole life in a couple of death metal bands. And they were like pro-Trump and like racist and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh. And I told Corey, I was like, look at all this. You know, I just deleted them. I was just like, it's like, sometimes I guess it's better not to know. You know, you get you get, you get get into a situation where it's like, oh my God. Like, I, I had no idea this person was like, I knew they were angry, but I didn't know they were like, 
hated me and hated all this other stuff. You know, I'm a quarter Cuban, so it's like I grew up in Florida, so uh, I don't look it, but I am. And, and like, you know, I was adopted. I was in foster homes and shit. And, you know, so I've had a pretty rough life, but it's like, I mean, everybody's got their own thing. But my whole thing is like when you start opening up some of this stuff, it's actually like, God, why did I even do this? You know? <laughs> Yeah, I've got, I've got a, you know, well, it's just, it's, you know, people are people, but you, when you, it's sometimes it's like, God, I wish I, I wish I had never opened this, this door, you know, like I, I, sometimes you just would, you just would like to live in a mountain with no internet connection. Right, you know, and it's, and that's been one of the things doing this podcast with all the awesome people I've met, like, like you gentlemen, thank you for this, it's so awesome, and, you know, Marco, you've been so cool over the time we've known you, and. But it's you know some when you meet a lot of but sometimes it can be the complete opposite and it's like oh it's like what the fuck was I thinking you know like this is bad like <laughs> it's like yeah. Yeah. egomaniacal or the or the worst thing like I said I don't even care about any of that the, the worst is just when they're just they turn out to be nothing like what you thought and and nothing like you thought meaning they're just racist or hateful or just you know yeah. just it's just scary but you know. But moving on anyway, I'm sorry I got on a rant about that. But yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and I apologize myself for living here for having that crap over there. I'm, I'm sorry because I'm sure there's some kind of strategic money ploy behind it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not your fault. It's still annoying, and I'm sorry that it's there because it's fucking annoying. But yeah, and it's I'm, I'm glad you guys are writing about it. I think it's very interesting, and I, I I'll be honest with you, I had no idea. I mean. I guess you're all where the country is. Is that a where they feel is strategic or some bullshit? I'm sure there's some kind of horseshit reason for it. You know why they've got it there. Yeah, you know we are we are close to Libya. Oh, okay. And we have bases in the south of Italy where uh, uh, most of the attacks were taken from. Oh God. And what happened after uh, in 2011? And uh, we had give them the basis because we cannot say no because of this cold alliance right but it's more like something that you have to do or uh, you risk like retortions yeah, exactly. oh I'm sure well you know our country is just a big bully that's all they've ever been like I, that's how I see it and people get mad at me for saying that but it's the truth you know my uncle was a Vietnam veteran and he fucking hated it. You know, he wouldn't let me go into the military. Not that I wanted to, but, you know, he would never have let me go, you know, because he was like, I got used and it's bullshit. And, you know, we're just a fucking, we're, we're in places we never needed to be. I shouldn't have been over there. You know, so it gets into a whole thing where they're, and I'll be honest with you, if I was, if I were you guys, you know, born there and, and you know, living in Italy, I, it would make me uncomfortable too. Like, I'd be like, why the fuck are you here? Like, what, you're not protecting us. You're just here for some goddamn money or strategic military ploy, you know? That would be my angle on it, so. Yeah, or politicians won't do anything about it because they know they can't. Yeah, it's just it's just like having a big bully living somewhere on the soil, you know? It's, it's ridiculous, and I'm, again, I'm sorry about that. It's fucking annoying, but... I, nothing surprises me anymore. You know, it's just there, there was a big thing. I don't know if you guys saw it on social media. There were all these idiots in in our country that were going to go storm Area Fifty One on this certain day. It's like, what the fuck are you? Just do you want to get killed? Because they will kill you or lock you up. Like I'm telling you, I try to keep a pretty low profile. Like I don't, I don't trust any of that shit. And especially after going to jail, I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, 
Like, I do not want to rot in a jail cell. And they'll be more than happy to provide that for you here if you have a problem with anything. And they don't advertise that, but I am here to tell you, after personal experience, they do not care to just lock you away for no reason and just keep you in there. You know, especially if you're free thinking or open mind or open minded about anything or you, you know, have other ideas than their agenda and you let that be known publicly, they'll be more than happy to lock you up. You know, so which is scary as hell living here. I mean I'm I, I have PTSD from it. I have to go to a therapist twice a week. Once a week, but usually twice a week anymore to to try to get over it. I'm I'm traumatized from it. It sounds stupid to tell you all that, but I am. Like it it terrified me, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I yes. know that it's scary. Stuff like this is going uh, around all the world, really. It's yeah, I'm, I'm sure. That. I'm sure it's fucking. Every country are fucked up about this stuff. I didn't mean to get on a rant about it, but it's you, when you mentioned that, I was like, I mean, that song really touched me. You talking about that, the you know, and it's like, God, it's like, what the hell are they doing? It's like, why are you? I don't know. It's just like I said. I told you my thoughts on it. And that's probably that's probably what it is too. It's kind of scary. Uh, I'm sure there's some kind of agenda there. There usually is. So, but uh, moving on. I'm sorry I went on a rant there, guys. Uh, Duralex said Lex. Yeah, it's uh, Latin. I don't know if you know the meaning. It's uh, it's the law. It's hard, but it's the law. Okay. And uh, it's a song about uh, uh, organized crime, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, like the mafia. About how we can deal. Yeah, it's about how we can deal with it in 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 terms of law because they they work inside the law and you can catch them and they always grow stronger. They have a lot of influence with the politicians. Right. They have huge amounts of money, and uh, you can do anything about it, pretty much. So it's like a song against uh, this shit that is happening right now in Italy. Oh, is that something you're... Okay. You know, you never hear them mentioned anymore in, in our country. At least I don't, you know, really. But I'm sure I've never thought that they weren't there, you know. Um I know when when I lived in Vegas, which was about 20 years ago, I know the Yakuza, if I'm saying that right, they were very much in Las Vegas. Um, the Japanese Mafia or whatever it's called. And uh, kind of scary. You know, I worked with a dude and he kind of just let me know one night. I was like, see ya. <laughs> you know, it's like... That is something I do not want to fuck with. But yeah, it's. I, I guess they're all still everywhere. And I guess you're all like the homeland for some of that, right? I guess. I mean, not by choice, but it's just. Yeah. Also, mafia has changed a lot in the last years because usually they were dealing in like uh, drug dealings, uh, prostitution, this kind of stuff. Right. Now it's just moved to financials. So they they bought uh, hotels, they buy houses, apartments, uh-huh. entire quarters, and they are just doing business with their money. And it's really bad because it's even more more difficult catching them in doing this. 
Yeah, that's... Also, something very bad that they do is uh, like they found uh, uh, people with uh, you know financial problem uh, say oh you're in financial problem I can give you some money like I don't know you need uh, uh, 10,000 euro okay I can give you no problem but if you you have to give me back like 20,000 stuff like that and uh, of course these people will never have the money to give them back say yes because maybe they need money for paying something that they need absolutely because they are very big financial problems so they they accept money from these people and then they realize that they have to give them a double of the money and they start to you know to to keep to take stuff from these people or kicking them or really it's terrible. It's terrible. That is terrible. And it's, you know, I had no idea. You guys are actually bringing stuff to me from your point of view, what you're dealing with politically there. It's it's terrifying to me just hearing about it. I'm, I'm sorry that you're all having to deal with that shit. That's just... Yeah, and they, they say, ah, if you're going to call the police, we're going to kill your family or stuff like that. Uh, My God. Uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. But... Uh, um, the problem is really no, nobody is really fighting them. Now there is a bit more fighting against these, these people, but they still have a lot, a lot of. They have too much power uh, inside uh, our country. Yeah. Do, do you know Silvio Berlusconi? Uh, no. What What is that? Uh, he was like the the premier for like. Mm, years. 15 years, yeah, prime minister. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, he, he founded his party in 1994 with, along with another guy, and this guy is now uh, in jail for being uh, with uh, Cosa Nostra, it's the mafia of the south of Italy. Okay. And uh, he's doing like 10 years in jail for this, and he, he co-founded the party with Silvio Berlusconi. And that's how bad uh, it is in Italy. Yeah, yeah. They, they, there is a there is a connection between the the government and the mafia, and we had so many proof. <laughs> every every time, like uh, they found a picture of uh, uh, ministers with uh, people connected with the mafia. Uh, they, they found, uh, you know, recorded the phone call. Uh, Politician talking with the uh, mafia boss of the south of Italy, and uh, it's insane that these people have still so much power. Yeah, it's terrifying. I think. I mean, hell, it's yeah. like you know, we we had a. I know this is going to sound weird. This is this this happened uh, Thursday night. That Joker movie, you know, the one I'm talking about that just came out. Okay, so I'm a huge comic book fan, so we, we went to the movie theater. Well, some, for whatever reason, and I, I'm not really sure why, you guys would have to look it up on the internet or something, because I don't even know. There were all these cops at, like, every theater. Like, they thought people were going to go crazy and start a fucking revolution because of that movie. And that movie's great. I've seen it twice, but if you guys are a comic book fan at all, it's it's a little... 
it, it's yeah. it's it's a great movie, and and but they were so worried that there was going to be some kind of fucking uprising in this country. So literally, there's like we're at the damn movie theater, and there's like twenty cops there, like and and they had like automatic weapons and shit, like like I mean like like there was going to be this huge outbreak, and they kept saying, oh well, there's going to be some kind of like terrorist thing. It's like. Yeah, you're all using this as like a fucking thing to just crack down on people. Like it's, it's, it's really scary. Like when the I know I'm kind of switching gears, and you just kind of give you guys my perspective on on something I dealt with, you know, recently. But the police here are more like a fucking local military base that just just aggravates people. They're not there to help. They're if they show up, you're fucked. You know what I mean? Like. Uh, and I, I still never got an explanation why they were at all these goddamn theaters. They were at all these movie theaters. It's like, what are, what do you think is going to happen? We're all going to turn into the Joker? Like, I don't mean, you know, maybe we should. That, uh, there was a, like a, uh, when came out the, the previous Batman with the Joker. Right. Then there was, there was a guy that killed a lot of people in the cinema. Right, right, right. Uh, I think uh, I, I think uh, I, I, I don't remember when when it was exactly, but I think that it was this guy that uh, he was wearing uh, the Joker mask and went to see the movie. And yeah, the one with Bane in it. Yeah, he showed up at in like 2012 or whatever when that came out and, and was like shooting yeah, up the place. And yeah, he killed all the people at the cinema. But you know what's funny? This movie had nothing to do with any of that shit. And that, and that was their. You're right. That was you're right, Marco. That was their reasoning behind doing it. But I'm like, those movies aren't even connected. That story's not even connected. But because it has the fucking Joker in it, so I guess if I made a fucking Joker cartoon, they'd have police outside the studio because I think we're going to have a shooting. But you know what? That also tells me. I don't know about you guys, but that just tells me that they were that quick to do that. That tells me that they're. That tells me that they're worried that that this country, you know, is uh, is ready for some type of change. You know what I mean? Because they wouldn't be so paranoid about it. Because I, I don't even think it's about. Now, obviously, that guy going and doing that shooting shit. I'm not condoning that. That's fucking crazy. But you know, but them they're worried about something because, like I said, it, the police cars here don't even say to protect and serve anymore. They they just say police on it, like. It's terrifying, and and I'll tell you this. Can you hear me? Perfect. Yes, yes. I think my connection just disappeared for some seconds. Are you guys okay? Can you hear me? Uh, so you. All right. Let's see. So, uh, anything else about uh, Duralex said Lex? Yeah, pretty much what we said. Yeah. Okay, so we're moving on then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So track nine, uh, by the way, loved all the inside on all the songs. So I know we got off some rants and stuff, but I think it's pretty interesting shit. Uh, so uh, Ludex, track nine, if I said that right. Uh, it's uh, Udex. Oh, uh, Udex, excuse me, Udex. Latin, uh, Udex. Yeah, it, it's uh, Latin for uh, judge. And uh, it's all a song about justice. Uh about uh, all those people uh, corrupted and greedy finally getting judged by a real a judge with real laws. Uh, it's a song where one can uh, just throw their anger at them. So that's... The, the whole record kind of has its own theme, doesn't it, guys? 
Can you guys hear me? Uh, sorry. I said that. So the whole record has kind of its own theme, doesn't it? Are you guys there? Cool. I was saying, so the whole record, so even like that song, the whole record seems to have a really uh, theme kind of going with that stuff, doesn't it? Just the the dark people working in the yeah. background, controlling shit. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, the focus of the album, pretty much. I love it. Everything. I love it. It's I a bit more political than before. Religion is always there, but... It's how long everything gets. It's wrong with this society. I fucking love it, man. You guys have really knocked this one out of the park. I mean, I, I love all the stuff we've been talking about. I hope I didn't get too crazy there for you guys about some of that shit. But I'm just being honest, you know. Like I, I, uh, I, I think the I, I love what you guys are bringing to the table with this record. I think it's very important, and I think uh, especially for uh, folks like myself that didn't know about it. I mean, you know, and us talking about it, I think it uh, sheds some light on. It. I think it's a good thing to do, don't you? is against uh, religion and stuff like that but uh, talking clear about uh, your political ideas on the modern society is always good I mean I I respect a lot and are not afraid to talk about political stuff hell yes I love that you guys are doing it yeah I mean uh, of course except if they are not bad <laughs> but, uh, right. Then we know they will never be respected for them. But uh, uh, but uh, people that uh, want to be clear on their political position in the modern society, I I, I always respect them. Absolutely, absolutely. Not. I, I love the theme of this, and I can't thank you guys enough for sharing on all these tracks because it's. Uh, it definitely makes me look at the record differently, and I love that. It, it, it's got a lot of meaning behind it, since you guys are very passionate about it, and I, I love that you uh, brought that to the table today. It's very important. I think it's great. Uh, and I love you know learning about this. It's very interesting as well. And then, of course, uh, track 10, uh, the, the final track, Occult Den of Snakes. Snake, excuse me. Yes, uh, a track about... Uh, uh I don't know, maybe if you never heard about this Stay Behind, it's like uh, uh, a NATO thing. And after the war, because they were afraid of the Communist Party, uh -huh. uh, they created like little uh, militia. Uh, in, and in case the Communist Party rose to power, they, they were ready to... Uh, bring down the government. Oh, okay. And in Italy, there was a, a lot of uh, terrorism in the 60s, 70s, and the 80s. Uh -huh. And most, most of these terrorist attacks were uh, uh, were done for political purposes with the organization of NATO. And uh, this is what the song is about. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's about all of that. Is a very different song. Is very. Is, uh, I think probably is one of the first uh, our band songs. Very very slow. Is a uh, uh, has this uh, kind of dark uh, doom uh, 
riffing, uh, very dark uh, with a lot of uh, different songs from from all the other previous songs. But uh, it is it, nice. It's a perfect song to arrive at the end of the album. Yeah, it's. I think it's a good way to close the record out. And, and uh, you guys are really, like I said, you you brought the whole uh, mother load here as far as the. I, lo- I love all the 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 stuff about the songs, like the meaning behind them. It's very interesting, and uh, I can't thank you enough again for sharing that with us today. It's it's. Uh, it, it gives you a different way to, to go about listening to the record too. I think and. Uh, um, you know, because some people just they'll put a record out and there's not much meaning behind it. So I, like I said, I thank you both for sharing all that. It's very interesting, and um, I love the record. I'm excited to get my hands on a physical copy of it here. Already ordered it off Amazon. So, um, but I was gonna, you guys, uh, tour plans? Anything else you'd like to talk about today? Stuff you guys have coming up or? We have uh, one week tour uh, in Europe uh, with uh, Destroyer 666 okay. uh, in the beginning of November. Awesome. Then, uh, then we have another uh, UK tour uh, in uh, in December. It's not a very long one. It's uh, around one week, more or less. We have the Eindhoven Metal Meeting in... Uh, in Holland, okay. the 14th of December, and they, they just confirmed us for another couple of festivals at the beginning of uh, 2020 uh, in uh, in Switzerland. Uh, we're gonna play with bands like uh, Bloodbath uh, and Dismember, and uh, awesome. Yeah, I think uh, more more is coming after uh, after I think we we can confirm. Uh, something else for the rest of the year but uh, I think uh, we'll do a bigger for this album uh, compared to the previous one okay great well I love you guys ever get stateside again let me know Um, hello yeah I'm here can you guys hear me Paolo do senti can you hear me? Are you guys there? Marco, are you there? Are you guys still there? Are you guys there? Hello? Shit. Sorry for the technical issues, Corey. I'm sure you're going to hear this. I've been trying to... It's a cool interview, but it's taken a minute. Things have just been weird today. You guys there? Did I lose you again? I am so sorry that keeps happening. I apologize. It's there's like a thunderstorm over me. I don't know if that's what's causing it or not. So, 
It may be uh, that bullshit. I'm not sure, but I apologize. Could be the, see you, but cannot hear your voice. You can't hear me at all? You guys can't hear me at all? No. Marco, can you hear me? We see you, but not the audio. Oh, shit. Do you guys want to call me back? Do you guys want to hang up and call back, or can you guys hear me? Shit, Paula, can you hear me? Marco, can you can you hear me? Just video. Shit. Okay, just call me back. Can you call me back? Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Are you guys there? Can you not hear me? Can you not know? Yeah, we can talk. Nothing. We see your lips moving, but. Do you want to hang up and call me back? You want to call me back? Like hang up and call back? You guys hear me? Okay, perfect. Give me one second. Turn this damn speaker on. Can you all hear me? Okay, hold on one second. I'm trying to turn this down. Come on, motherfucker. There we go. Is that good? Can you hear me? Perfect. There's a thunderstorm over me that may be causing this. I apologize. Uh, yeah, probably. If there is a storm outside, uh, it's always a problem with the connection. Yeah, because it's the, the damn... Uh, my internet's really good that I've got here where I'm at, but the it may just be the, the fucking uh, the thunderstorm. I apologize for that, guys. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no party, man. I'm worried. Anyway, so you got the tours coming up. And then, uh, yeah, I hope you guys can make it over here sometime. I'd love to see you guys again. So, yeah, yeah, we try. It's, it's always a bit difficult uh, now touring the U.S. Uh, because uh, the visa are very expensive. But uh, but we try. If uh, I think if we see that the album uh, the album promotion, we will go. We, we'll go in the right direction. I think we will try to do our best to have a U.S. tour this year or next one. Well, I tell you, you know, if you guys are into it, um, Corey and I are going to try to get over to Europe. If you guys are going to be doing some of the festivals next summer, we're going to try to actually get over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think 
we're going to do something for sure in the summer. We still have to confirm, but for sure with this album out, we have uh, at least a couple uh, three big festivals. Yeah, if you guys end up doing something like that, we'll just stay in touch, and I'll let you guys know because I'd love to hang out with you guys, grab a beer or something. Um, we've ne- I've never been to Europe, so that'll be <laughs> that should be pretty entertaining. My dumbass running around Europe, but um, absolutely right. If you're coming, there are a lot of very nice festivals. Like there is Brutal Assault, where we played a couple of times. There is the Summer Breeze, where we played. Uh, uh, they're all amazing, and uh, you can have a lot of fun there. We'd been talking to the, well, I guess, one of the people at Hellfest, and they were wanting us to come over and do some interviews and shit with them, the one in France. So, um, I, The Hellfest is amazing. It's one of the best. So I'm, what I'm hoping to do... What was that? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's probably the biggest in Europe uh, right now. Oh, okay. You know, and that's what I was hoping to do, get to, you know, meet you guys, meet some of the other bands we've never got to meet that we've had on, you know what I mean? Like, we've had other bands on, and then other bands we've interviewed that we've actually got to meet over here that we've never got to hang out with, you know, hang out with them over there. Yeah, it'd just be fun. It's it's more of a money thing, you know, because it's like, he doesn't make a lot of money, neither do I, and I'm still paying off all this court shit, so, but... As far as wanting to do it, I would love to do it, you know. We'll see. I hope so, man. I really hope so. Yeah, it'd be really fucking cool. So, anything else you guys... uh, The album's dropping. uh, It's fucking killer. You guys pick up a copy of that. Agonia Records. You get off Amazon if you're here in the U.S. If you're in Europe. Probably all kinds of good places you can get it. Of course, iTunes. I'm sure it'll be on there. But physically bought. Go see these dudes. I love these guys, man. Our Penance is a fucking killer band. Go give them your money. Go fucking buy a t-shirt. Fucking love these dudes. Thank you guys so much for doing this today. I'm sorry about the connection problems we had. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time and, and for supporting us. Always, man. I, Marco, thank you again. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today, man. It's a fucking honor. Thank you guys so much. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I know a lot of our audience is European, so hopefully they appreciate this interview as well. And when I get the interview ready, I'll give it to you guys so you guys can put it on your page if you don't mind. That'd be awesome, like a link to it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like I said, we're... Awesome, awesome. Like I said, we're, we're all over the place now, man. When you and I first... We first did that interview together a few years ago... We were just on like iTunes and YouTube. Now we're on fucking Spotify, and we're getting all kinds of listeners from just Spotify. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. But again, guys, thank you so much. I'm so sorry I was late today uh, getting on here, and but I really appreciate all the insight you gave me on all the tracks for our listeners and fucking new albums, fucking killer, man. You guys knocked it out of the park. Thanks a lot. Awesome. And real quick before I let you guys go, do you guys mind doing a... Do what? I'm sorry, Marco. Do what? If you're coming in Europe, you, you will be a t-shirt for you. So really hope you're coming to see us in some festival. Hell yeah, man. I'll have to let you guys know if there we can hang out and get some beer. Awesome, awesome. Guys, thank you so much. I really, it's been a pleasure. Marco, 
when I see you guys, man, beer's on me. Uh, if I can get over there. Uh, if you guys ever get over here, obviously it's on me. But uh, thank you so much for doing this today. I really appreciate it. Most of our audience is European, and I'm a fucking huge fan. And uh, I fucking love you guys, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Sure, thank you for your support. Thank you. Have a good day. Awesome. You guys take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.